welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 118. Uh, here to talk about Overlord, son of the Minotaur, the Executioner. Am I mixing up the products? A little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, Overlord don't, don't cross and uh, the son of the Minotaur, head of the Executioner. There you go. I said that wrong. Probably. The head. You can just call him Nargle. Nargle. Overlord Nargle. That's his name. Overlord Knight. That's the title. He, he loves killing Nazis. I love this. This is super bumpy. <laughs> I love bumps. I love it. I All right. Bumps. I'm here with uh, DJ Tony Snark. Hey, that's me yeah, in a different and, world. Yeah. And uh, BT McClure. At yeah. gmail.com. Close and, enough. Uh, and uh, Ben Magnet 27. <laughs> to the gates of hell, as we pave our way to heaven, we'll get there, to the Nazi we'll lines, get, we'll get there. primo victoria. Well, he put his hand in my face. Yes, yes. I did. So shut you up, because I was going to finish it. We'll uh, get there. Which is, in fact, uh, Ryan Eliopoulos, Brandon McClure, and Ben Magnet. Whoa. And hey, I'm Sparks. What's up, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey. You're wearing a backwards hat like you're Ash Ketchum. I just, I feel like it's rude to have the bill in front of my face yeah. when I'm talking to you. I'm going to catch these hands is what's going to happen. Whoa. But I, I, you know, my hair is, my hair is like coming in my face. Hold up. So. Ryan, were you threatening to punch him or just grab him aggressively? I guess the world will never know. Oh, okay. I just he didn't to say put ca- his hand in my face. So. I just want to say catch these hands. True. True. Yeah, Sorry, no, no one else is doing any aggressive hand motions. So, uh, yeah. Hey. How, how was your guys' week? How was your week? How was your week? Why were you guys asking me that? I hear you were on another podcast. I yeah. was. I hear you were on two other podcasts. What? What? Okay, technically, I guess you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay, well, the, the, the one that I was actually on, I guessed it on Interview with a Nerd, which is Richard's show. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you guessed it on that a little Dr. while ago. Dr. Doom. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I had a great time with that. Uh, we just talked about Digimon for about an hour and a half. I listened to it, and it was awesome, and I want to talk more about Digimon. Yeah. Uh, you texted me, like, immediately, and you were just like, uh-huh. can we, can we? Please? Like, if you can. Hey, man, Digimon's really I cool. Need, I need to listen to it. I haven't listened to Richard's podcast much. Yeah, I, I, had, a, I, had, a, I had a great time. Uh, it's nothing I want... personal. I just, I, I'm trying to get through Night Vale, and then I'll listen to other things. How is Night Vale? Night Vale's fantastic. Yeah. I'm almost caught up. Nice. Uh, yeah, so Richard Podcast, Interview with the Nerd, definitely check that one out if you want to check out. I, I posted on a couple social media, I forgot to post it on Instagram, we've been so, uh, we've had some technical problems, I'm sure you guys know. Oh yeah. Uh, this week, so we finally got those resolved, and, uh... You're basically getting, like, two podcasts this week. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Which is really just, Ben didn't have internet for a while. No. That's well, really what it was. No, it's, it's my, it's my, it's my fault, I forgot the charger. No, it's that too. I, I mean, also, I didn't have internet. Ben, 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 Ben. Dude. It's my fault. It's my fault, too. Ben, Ben, Ben. It's my fault. Okay, and then Mithlanies came out. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I was on an interview with the nerd. So, the other podcast that Sparks is talking about is Mithlanies, which is uh, his and my new show, uh, which we do separately from this, uh, where we talk about mythology and things like that. We've been talking about it for a little while, but it is now finally up and running. It dropped on Wednesday. Yeah. It's real. Critics' reviews are in, and it's already an instant hit. No reviews are in. (laughs) Critics agree. Don't lie to them. <laughs> it's a rousing success. Uh, yeah. The New York Times calls it a podcast. The failing New York Times calls it <laughs> a podcast. So oh, this podcast. is so this is you can find this on SoundCloud and on iTunes right now. We got a show on SoundCloud. Wait, uh, we're not on SoundCloud? No, what we're not. What the fart? So okay, I'll explain a little inside <laughs> baseball for the audience. I chose to put put Mithilinus on SoundCloud initially because I because a SoundCloud is a feed. You can be given a feed on SoundCloud. Uh, you would need for us to get onto SoundCloud with Fake Nerd. I'd need to buy a, a subscription to SoundCloud oh. separately. So we would have. I would need two subscriptions to SoundCloud. Mm. So That's I weird. was like, so I wanted to try this experiment. So I was like, well, let's try SoundCloud. Let's start with SoundCloud with Mithilaneous. So Mithilaneous, I did SoundCloud, 
and uh, it was very confusing, and it caused a lot of growing pains, but we eventually got up on iTunes, so we're now on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Super duper. Yeah. It's about the same price as our initial yeah. feed for up so. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, SoundCloud rappers. So, so yeah. Check, check that one out. We, re- we greatly appreciate that. It's a passion project for about six months of mine. Uh, really happy it's finally out there. Yay. Sparks, do you have any final things about McLean's you to touch on? It's a hit. Okay. Go there it listen. Is. The hey. LA Times calls it a podcast. The failing LA Times calls it. Why is everything failing? Why is everything failing? <laughs> that's <laughs> what the news tells me. Oh. Uh, don't you know the news is fake? Oh. Shit. That's why it's failing. That's, uh, well, that's why we're here. We're well, funny thing is, nerd. we're the fake nerd podcast, but I don't think we're failing. Are we? No. I hope not. Not in ben, my Ben, I, I hate to tell you. Oh, great. How was your week, Ben? Well, I have more to talk about, but I'll get to you first. Well, I do have some good news. I uh, moved. I so I moved last week, and I wasn't able to unpack a and whole bunch for of my stuff. Our listeners, what's your new uh, address? Uh, blank, 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 blank. I'm not telling you at. I'm not telling you Boulevard in Blank, California. That's okay. a weird address. Yeah, it's really I strange. I know, right? Like the numbers are just like five zeros. It's weird. It's two nine zero. Eight. Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! <laughs> no, yesterday, um, I finally got my uh, video games unpacked. I got my bookshelf. Rearranged into a way I like it. The pops are still not on the wall yet, but they will be eventually. All those pops. And I finally went and saw Bohemian Rhapsody last Pop, night. Can you hear me? Wrong song. Oh. But he said pop. He yeah, said pop. I Papa. did. Yeah. Bohemian Pop City. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think of Bohemian? I freaking loved it. I yeah. thought you would. I I knew it's like a standard. Um, it's a standard biopic. I've seen this before. Where it's like you see them get famous, then enjoy their fame, fall from grace, have that one show that redeems them in a way. But I grew up with Queen's music. I've mm. always loved uh, Queen ever since I was a, little, a young kid. So just seeing, like the night before I saw the movie, I watched the whole 20 minute set from Live Aid 1985. Mm. So when they were playing We Are the Champions at Live Aid, I was tearing up and took everything I had to not sing aloud in the theaters. I'm like, nope, just shut up. There, no other people are here. Can't, can't, can't sing. will be one of those, like, sing-along at yeah. the theaters. I'm pretty speaking, sure. speaking of films, I saw another one. This is actually the only thing, other thing I want to touch on. I saw Can You Ever Forgive Me, oh, which yeah. is Melissa McCarthy's new, show, no. new movie. Oh, well, okay. Uh, it's, her, it's her new movie with Richard E. Grant. And is that the drama? Yeah. Yeah. It, they're both fantastic. It's really funny. Uh, and this is something that I always knew Melissa McCarthy had it in her, but she always does these comedies. I've talked about it before. I don't like her comedy choices for the most part, but this one was, I think, an uh, Oscar-worthy turn for her. That's good. That's cool. Certainly a nomination, maybe not a win. Um, yeah. Rami Van Malik, I, I am going to jump on that train that he deserves a nomination, that, at least. That dude's already got a bunch of acclaim for Mr. Robot. Like, he's won yeah. Emmys and stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's doing... But he's his doing, performance... His, like, there have been side-by-sides on the internet about Robbie Malik and the real Freddie Mercury, and that is creepy how much he looks like him. Yeah, they they, they, nice. they worked pretty closely with, like, a dance coach to, like, mimic... To, like, make yeah. sure that he gets the right motions mm-hmm. and the right moves. It was really cool. Yeah, but He looks really good with that mustache, too. He does. Yeah. I, I dig the stash. And those fake teeth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He kept them. In an interview, I forgot who it was, but he said he kept them. kept the benches. That's a little strange, but all right, good for him. Trey Mercury, man. Yeah. What about you, Sparks? I was going to ask Ryan how he was. Oh, Ryan. Well, I mostly do everything with you now, so like, what did we do this week? <laughs> what did we do this week? We wa- did we finish The Purge. It means you know you had we a good week. We did finish The Purge. The Purge is great. That's a good show, and it had a really, actually a really good character twist. Yeah. And that it... made me like, okay, hell yeah, let's finish the show. Super strong character twist yep. and uh, good ending. 
that that speech from Penelope. I I, I don't think this is super spoilery, but a character basically, someone is someone is lauding it over her. Why that it's so great to have the purge. It's our right to purge. Yeah, and and she's basically she gives this really good speech back that ends with the idea like if the purge were really working and making America better, why would we still need it? Ooh. Yeah. It was really good. good. Yeah, because they have it for like 20 20 years until election year starts. That's a really good line. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Oh, I bought Space Punisher on your recommendation. Heck yeah, dude. That has a, a. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but that, that book is awesome. Yeah, that I'm really, I'm really looking forward to reading it. The, the Space Mafia Kills the Space Family, you guys. Great. It's great. Um, Hill House was last week, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I watched a movie I was really excited to see, uh, The Night Comes for Us, which is an Indonesian action flick. Uh, and it's, it's like almost the entire cast from the Raid movies, but like a new uh, director. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of gruesome murders. It's real fun. If you want to watch a kick-ass action movie, uh, <clears throat> The Night Comes for Us. It's real good. Yeah. What else? You started playing Kingdom Hearts uh, Sleepy Sleepy. Burpees. I am. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep to get ready for Kingdom Hearts 3. December is going to be my Kingdom Hearts Doesn't Kingdom oh. Hearts 3 come out in three years? Shut no, up. It comes out January, January 29th. 29th. Yeah, oh. They just released another trailer. So With I'm Winnie like, the Pooh in it. I think it's for real, man. Yeah. Oh, I think wow. it's for real. Woo-hoo. There's one other thing. Because I was watching him play Birth by Sleep. Because yep. there's one other thing I did this weekend. The odds yeah, were not in my favor. Oh, oh yeah. you 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 I went tr- to did the you tried to do the Comic Con thing. <laughs> tried. I had two laptops. Oh, my my laptop and my girlfriend's laptop. And nope, the odds were not in my favor. So I drowned my sorrow with delicious donuts thanks to Sparks. That's not too bad. Did I you go, did you take them to Pina Dough? Yeah. Yes. That place is great. It's that the best. Place donut the best. I've ever been to. I wanted to get you a banana donut, but they were out. That's okay. It's too good. I, just you to I get you. Well, also, you live ten <clears throat> minutes, five minutes away. I live like two minutes away. You could walk there. I could walk yeah, there. Could walk yeah. there. Um, anything else for you? Uh, yeah, I went to the Disney Animation Studios. That's this right. Week. Yeah, I was there for a tour on Tuesday. Your life changed now. Yeah, um, a little. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to hang out with the animators from the new Wreck-It Ralph film, which you might have seen. Uh, and they toured us around. I definitely did see mm-hmm. uh, with with the a lot of the people who worked on the film there. Um, yeah, they they took us on tour of the building. They answered some of my questions about, hey, how do you like uh, get a job? And um, that was really great. So I took some of that advice. That's applying to my life. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I did see all of Ralph Breaks the Internet, and it's good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, for more thoughts, wait for it to come out. Because mm-hmm. uh, you did sign an NDA. I'm I did sure. not. You did not? Oh. No. Uh, it's, on, it's on good faith. Oh. But I did not sign any documents. But it's on good faith, because they asked us right before the screening. They're like, we'd appreciate it because this is the first public screening we'd appreciate it if you you didn't say anything you can post out your reactions but we prefer no spoilers no reviews or anything like that um but i did not sign any paperwork oh interesting uh, all right so i'm not going to give you a review and i'm not going to spoil anything but you said it was good see but it's good uh i will tell you that i do not think the disney pandering is anywhere near as extreme as uh we were, we, we were fearing it That's could good. be it's not a problem. doesn't get in the way of telling the story. Uh, I will tell you that a, a video game shows up early in the first 10 minutes that I was not expecting, I think you and I should have been. I, I didn't tell you what the game was. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and I'm not going to. Good. But, but a video game... Uh, I'll tell you that Ben and Brandon in particular will be very happy with this video game appearance. Me? Yes. You. Wow. And that's all I'll say about that. Huh. All right. So you'll know it. The moment you're watching it and it happens, you'll know exactly I'm what I'm his, talking about. I'm looking at his game list right now seeing what it could be. It's Epic Mickey. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not telling you. Um, it's Master Chief or Kratos. Uh, I, the Marvel cameo is awesome. It's fun. There we go. It's very good. Um, it's Devil Dinosaur. I'd wi- I wish. Yeah, that'd be cool. You, anybody who goes, you need to stay all the way through the end credits. You won't be disappointed. It's uh, it's good. Nick um, Fury shows up at the end and says, I want to talk to you about the video game initiative. Yeah. Oh, wow. Gal, Gal Gadot is excellent. Mm-hmm. Is she? Yeah. Cool. She's really great. Um, I'll tell you, because uh, I talked about this when I did D23, and I, they showed us this whole... The whole, this whole long ago. yeah they showed us this whole long princess scene uh and i thought that was the entire princess scene turns out about half of what i saw actually made it into the final cut of the film half of what i saw isn't going to be in the movie um, interesting can you so can you tell them the one line that that's not in the movie that i thought's really good yes i think that's okay because yeah. people were already talking not about that movie. from d23 yeah so one moment that i'm really bummed got cut is uh they had this moment and hopefully this will be on the blu-ray i'm hoping some of this extended stuff because there's a lot of stuff that they clearly made that's not in the film even from trailers so um I'm hoping that'll happen, but one moment that I thought was really genius, and I'd forgotten about it till they reminded us of it in a Q&A after the film, is that originally they'd written a part where Snow White explains, most people don't know, but I'm legally blind. The reason why I walk everywhere going, oh, 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 is because I need my glasses to see, and she pulls out these <laughs> giant spectacles, and it just is a joke on why she's running that way. Oh, it's like doe like, film. Ooh. Yeah, the, the big doe-eyed overreactions yeah. is because she's blind. Uh, and it, it was a good gag. And there's there are similar things for all the princesses, and, and not all of them make it into the final cut of the film. Aww. But but what's in there is good, and it doesn't take away from the film. That's going to be some sweet uh, Blu-ray footage, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the other thing I will say about it, because I'm not doing a full review, but um, and we're going to talk about it when it comes out, uh, the the heart and message is, is much more real to life and more mature than the first film. And, and I it doesn't feel like something that they did without an intention behind it mm-hmm. there was a clear like it wasn't just let's play in the internet and use ralph and penelope to do that there was a message that they went for and i'll also say there is a scene where they kind of address how like the bad side of being on the internet so like commenters that kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's not the point of the movie um and it's not the point of being in the internet but I think the way that they handle it in one fell swoop is pretty well done. They address it, but they don't linger on it. They don't hit it over the head. They're just like, here's here's a way to feel about this. And I thought it was very well done. They show us it's a picture. Tasteful. They show us a picture of Ethan Van Skyver and then oh, put a giant cross over it. I'm I'm interested to <laughs> oh. see how you guys feel about it because I personally thought it was in there the exact amount I wanted yeah. it to be, where it was addressed. Like hit you over the head. Where it was addressed and it was well handled, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the focus. So. Gotcha, that's cool. Right. Uh, you, you, real quick, Brandon, just for you. Yes. Uh, they, uh, Ethan Van Skyver is leaving uh, Comicsgate. He, <gasps> Why? Because he can't handle the abuse. From? Be, from being an asshole. What? <laughs> wow. It's a whole other topic, but yeah, <laughs> one of the one of the biggest assholes in comics is like, I don't want to be part of the script anymore because it's mean. I'm like, you're like the meanest guy alive. You, you, you've yeah. started. You're the reason why it's so mean. Yeah, yeah, it's silly. It can't take the heat. Get out of the kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Um, I um at sixty hours now in Assassin's Creed, and let me tell you, there are a lot of um just fun side quests to do, just like you know to get some extra experience. And uh, since this is a role playing game, 
uh, it gives you the choice, like, oh, uh, like, a lot of them are like, oh, this guy stole money from me, so it's like, oh, do you want me to get your money back, or do you want me to kill him? And it always gives you those two choices. And I'm always like, so you want me to kill this guy? And he's like, no, I just want my money back, you psycho. <laughs> and a lot of the choices are like that. And, like, uh, there's this one theater actor who's like, yeah, uh, this theater reviewer was giving me a, a bad review. Uh, uh, can you kill him? And I'm like, you want me to kill him? He's like, yeah, like, I, I don't like that newspaper. And, like, I killed a guy because of a bad theater review. And I think that game's real fun and stupid. Yeah. I actually, I did think of one thing that I, kind of tiptoeing on the line of spoilery from Ralph Breaks the Internet. No, I did want no, to say no, 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 no. We're gonna talk about it in two weeks. We're talking about it. We're talking about two weeks. I'm telling, I'm telling you about a song that's in it. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. No, stop it. I want to go in. I want to go in. I'm gonna spoil something from Venom number five you haven't read. How about that? Oh. I'm just kidding. I don't remember anything. No, I want. I want to go in as blind as I can. Yeah. Me too. I want to be Snow White blind. <laughs> oh, that's All gonna right. be a thing now, isn't uh, it? Shall we get into our uh, uh, news? Bread and butter. Yeah, I, I think oh. we should talk be- about something else first. Uh, that I'm not gonna say the spoiler. No, I was like, what else is there to talk about? I, oh. I think because we are a podcast that is locally based here in LA, that we should address that. This last week was yeah. pretty hard for I know Ben two degrees removed uh, related to the shooting. Yeah, yeah. you're you're right. So works. I had a, so actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna mark this down, but I totally forgot. Uh, so I have a friend who works at the nightclub. Yeah, uh, that I had was, two friends that were there. Yeah, yeah, and well, uh, yeah. luckily she wasn't there at the time, but the but the shooter shot himself in her office. Um, so she's really shaken. And then not a day later, Thousand Oaks went up in flames. Yeah, the whole city's on fire. Um, uh, so and like uh, I know your your Jeff uh, our fr- mutual friend Jeff, yeah. his friend lost his house. No, lost his life. Oh, lost his life. He yeah. um. I actually did meet this his close friend because Brandon, you give me a bunch of shit off air. Well, not shit, but he kind of pokes fun at me. Jeff does it a lot more as well because I have three best friends: Adam, Jeff, and Brandon. Those are the three guys who I want to stick with until my dying day. These are the guys who are going to be up there when I get married and all that jazz. Um, this gentleman, who I I kind of I'm just gonna just say his best friend, his childhood best friend, did pass was one of the victims in the shooting and. This week was rough. I mean, Friday, uh, Thursday especially, because I, I got off of work on a Wednesday night. I was packing my stuff away, and I look on the news, and there's an active shooter in Thousand Oaks. And I also lived in Thousand Oaks very briefly. His par- Jeff's parents let me live at their house when I had to go back to school for uh, another semester. And it was, when I lived there, it was a quiet city. Nothing really happened there. It was just, it was a chill town. I loved Thousand Oaks, and... um. I made sure Jeff was okay. He had to work the next day, so he wasn't anywhere near there. But um, hearing that his his one of his best friends passed away got me thinking, and it it was it was just not fun. Like my heart physically hurt because I'm sitting, I'm here at my work, I'm doing my thing. I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. I I know he's hurting. His whole family's hurting. They've known him since he they were kids, and here I am at work. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I. And next thing I know, I'm Thousand Oaks is on close to being on fire. So this is probably the closest I've been to an active shooter. Oh yeah. I I, I having lived in L.A. for almost a decade now, <coughs> I don't know if I have if, if someone has been if a shooting has been closer not, to me. Not a shooting like a, a mass shooting. Yeah. Um, not like this. Because no. this is not, not close. This is real rough. This kind of shook uh, the whole city. My yeah. my coworker. Mike's coworker and her boyfriend were there, and they she 
she posts about it on on Facebook and stuff. Are uh, they okay? Yeah, no, yeah, they they hit behind a DJ booth. Okay. And that place, Borderline, it's a place I've been to, mm. and it's a place my friends go every Wednesday, I, and they've invited me multiple times. And I haven't been in a long time because it reminds me a little too close of Texas. That's why I don't like to go there because I don't like country music. I don't but, like country uh, it's music. A real, it's a real good time. I, I don't like That's, country music either, but also, but at the same time. The place was a nice, a really nice, I've fun been, place. I was told, That's... I don't, I didn't even know Borderline, but then I'm just looking on my Facebook because I still have some people I'm friends with on Facebook who live in Thousand Oaks yeah. or close to, or in Ventura County. And they're like, what's going on in Thousand Oaks? Who, please tell me our friends are okay. Uh, and my friend who goes every single Wednesday, he, this is the one time he didn't go. Uh, and he feels like his home was invaded. Yeah. He, he, he said, uh, I don't want, I don't want to say, you know, our hearts and prayers goes out to everything because i'm tired of hearing that from our politicians i just you know i hope this is what they do our, our hearts and our, our hearts i don't want to we mean, can't do i don't mean to say that our, that they don't but i just i just want to say i hope something gets done this happens too often it happens way too often and yeah. i hope it, it uh, stops uh this was um this last shooting is 307 shootings in, 300 in 311 days. days yeah that's insane yeah thanks america uh I didn't know anybody personally, and never lived in Thousand Oaks, and don't know that bar. But no, man, it's it's, it's real close though. That's, it is. Uh, I it hurts more. It, like no shooting is ever is ever a, like a nice to think about. No, like when it's so not. close to home, or you, like people you actually know are involved, are like, man, f this, man. This my is, my brother in North Carolina was very close to an active shooter over there, um, and yeah, the fact that I had this is the first, uh, you know, this is also a week. Where uh, my oldest brother, I don't think I mentioned on the show, but I have I have had four older brothers. My oldest is like in his late fifties. His house is gone. Yeah. yeah, the Chico fire burned it down. Um, two of my two two family friends have lost their houses in Malibu. Uh, I have friends in Thousand Oaks. There's a couple uh, celebrities I follow on Twitter who've lost their homes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Following up a week with a shooter just to have a, this giant fire too. Um, I think my only point in wanting to bring it up was you know that we're I'm very grateful that we're all okay. Yes. And uh, we're very fortunate to be able to still be here and doing this. Um, and I am uh, thinking of and and sending goodwill towards everybody involved both with the shooting and the fires uh, because unfortunately there's not a lot else I can do. Yeah. Um, but I did want to address it because it's happening right in our own little backyard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would, there's, um, there are times I've driven up north for like a vacation or just for whatever. And every time I drove through Thousand Oaks, I would always say, it's like, oh, Thousand Oaks, Thousand Oaks, my second hood. Mm-hmm. And even when I would, um, I'll go up there to have dinner with Jeff and his family and they'll, they'll be like, and my sister would be with us and they're like, hey, where are we going to go? And Jeff and I would be like, oh, it's over on X, whatever Avenue or Boulevard. So it, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. And it, it just sucks. That's really all I can say about it. I don't. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. The, let's. Anyway, so I guess that's all we can say on that one. But yeah. You know, let's move in. Let's move on to. Glad our... we're here. Take care of your loved ones. Cherish them. And just hope you know, for the best. I guess. If you are someone who can do anything to help, try to help. Yeah. yeah. All right. On that happy note. And here is your bread. And your butter. He's been butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear, thank you. Well, to start off, let's start with the happiest place on earth. Uh, the DC Universe? 
No. Disneyland? This is almost as morbid as real life. Oh. Might be even more morbid. We'll see what happens when Aquaman comes out. No one stays good forever, says Superman. Um, Please please tell me it's Disneyland. It is Disneyland, (laughs) or more specifically, Disney Plus. Oh, 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 this is real deal stuff So we've been hearing for a little while what Disney's new streaming service could be. We've heard Disney Direct Consumer, which we figured wasn't true. That's a shitty title. Um, We've heard Disney Play, which thought... You know, that could be That's it. That's cute, yeah. Um, I always wanted it to be Disney Vault. I thought that would have been cool. That would have been cool. The Vault. Um, but it is now Disney Plus. I feel like they didn't want to go with Vault because if they did, they would have, like, people would have been upset if it didn't have everything. Yeah. But it, it's gonna. It, is it gonna have, like, every single Disney animated film? Like, Song, it is, is like, Song of the South is not on they, there. <laughs> yeah, they pulling I, out and they Song call, of the South or they pulling out Black Cauldron? And they call. And I they bet say, you Black Cauldron, I bet you. Because they're trying to bury Song of the South. I know they are. And I call bullshit because if they call it the vault, it's in there. There has yeah. to be. If they say it's in. If they call the stream service the Disney Vault and it doesn't have everything, well, it doesn't, it's not it doesn't matter. In, it's not called the in, Vault. I know, uh, but. Sorry, fun fun fact related to to this week, which is why I bring up Black Cauldron. Um, in in the animation studios, there's a hall called the Hall of Legacy, mm-hmm. and down it they pick one piece of art. I don't know how it's chosen or anything, but they pick a piece of art from every animated film that the Disney Animation Studios has ever done, and it's all down that hallway. Uh, Megan and I looked real hard, and I'm not saying for sure that it's not there, but we did not see a Black Cauldron. <laughs> I'm, we saw I'm every other movie, but did not see them. every movie there. Black so. Cauldron did not do well for them. So no, I don't no, ma- I, don't I know, don't but imagine. I mean like... A... But at any rate, it doesn't matter. It's not called the Disney Vault. It is called <laughs> Disney Plus. Well, I just want to say mention something about Black Cauldron, because Disney still acknowledges Black Cauldron. I saw the Black Cauldron at the El Capitan a few years ago. So yeah. they do have screenings of it every once in a while. So it's probably not completely... It has a cult following. It, so it's probably not completely buried, <laughs> as you think it is. Mind but, you, I've not seen it since when, as I was a little kid, but I still recall liking it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it's called Disney Plus, as I've stated, and it will be yeah. out in late 2019. Um, <laughs> Iger didn't mention what the library will be, but he does mention that uh, every Star Wars film from 2019 onward will be on that will be on that streaming service. Not like out re- release, but like specifically. So they're not going to have the other Star Wars films. No, they can't have this. They can't have the. Uh, one through six because the, until 2024 in 2024 the rights revert to, fr- uh, to from nbc does it mean fox to, no that's so, why i was asking no no no. okay so it, this is actually interesting so it's it's not nbc nbc is the parent company but there's a specific parent company oh no sorry it's turner so turner, turner. has the has the television slash streaming rights to the star wars films that fox put out one through six okay so at, at 2024 those rights revert to disney that's right because tbs every year on may 4th they, they play one through six heck yeah yeah now uh question disney is Maybe trying to buy them back is there a loophole in the fact that because i know the one that turn the ones that turner puts out for lately yeah. for streaming are still not the modern blu-ray versions Ooh, mm, I don't know. So would the modern Blu-ray versions not fall under that deal? That I don't know. See, so that's what I'm wondering. At least with one through three, I suppose it's the same because there aren't new different yeah. versions. But the the original trilogy, they don't stream out the modern yeah. interpretation with the uh, blinking Ewoks. Yeah, and Raider saying no and all that. So now, oh. Iger has so Iger said you know stated that they are trying to buy the rights back before sure. this before 2024. 
I mean, it doesn't matter. They have the money. The other part, the other party has to. Agree. No, I know, but I'm bet like any number is like, just give us any number, dude. We'll we'll do it. Um, I don't know. You don't. If you got Star Wars, you don't let go of Star Wars. No. It's only five more years. What do you gotta do? Um. So, oh wow, 2024 is only five years. It's the future. Wow. So. Ow. Um, the future. And then you know all the Marvel movies will be on the streaming really service, sure. and you know well, I hope so. supposedly all the animated films we we'll talked about. But we don't know exactly what the line, what what's going to be on at launch, but we imagine it's going to be a lot. So, but one of the things that he took to mention, I'm going to tell you the ones that he confirmed. He confirmed that the Loki TV series is in development. He didn't take the time to confirm any of the other ones, but the Loki one is definitely in development. Right. Uh, and and even Tom Hiddleston posted a thing on his Instagram saying, uh, "Loki, more stories to tell, more mischief to make, more to come." I'm worried there's going to be a sequel, which we talked about in the Avengers Infinity War uh, uh, review special. Uh, I'm hoping for a prequel. I, I have... Who knows? I, I who knows? Who really... I, I can't speculate. Speculate? Speculate? Speculate. I can't speculate it uh, until after the next Avengers movie. Right. I, I feel like it's a prequel. I want... I, that's my I gut. want it to be a prequel. Mostly, mostly because I, I don't think Chris Hemsworth will be involved in much of a capacity if any i would say probably and i would say all. like if it's a sequel i feel like you'd have to be but a prequel because, i can see not happening and i've said before i think you know in avengers affinity war i think that's a really great end to his arc i think yes, and yeah. i want that to be the end of the story i don't think story. they want to muddy that i think they're gonna keep him dead yeah and, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll see at the end of avengers 4 yeah. what happens also uh jamie alexander posted something about lady sif like around the same time which makes a lot of sense yeah i'd be so like that bring back warriors three kind of stuff now that was overshadowed by the biggest news uh, from this from this conference call that he had, which was that Diego Luna will return as Cassian Andor from his, his character. We Rogue found One. the show. I don't care about guys. We found it finally. We got it uh, for a TV series uh, based before Rogue One. Yep, right. you found it. Found uh, one Star this, Wars thing I don't want. Will follow, the show will follow the adventures of Rebel spy Cassian Andor during the formative years of the Re- of the Rebellion and prior to the events of Rogue One: Star Wars Stories. The spy thriller. Will explore tales filled with espionage and daring missions to restore hope to a galaxy in the grip of a ruthless empire. But will there be lies or deception, or oogly boogly? Now uh, I'm very much into this. Yeah, uh, I've said that Rogue One is my second favorite Star Wars movie, uh, which <sighs> cannot be a surprise to you. I've said it multiple times. I remember Revenge of the Sith being your number one, but Rogue yes, One is. number two, man, it's interesting. I don't, I don't remember what you and I said when we talked about Rogue One, so you have to remind me, but didn't we agree that we didn't like the way they handled his arc in the film? Yeah. Okay. But I think giving him a TV series... May I point out, if I were to give anybody a television show out of Rogue One, it'd be Chirrut and his partner. Sure. Baz. Not... Oh, yeah, Baz? Yeah. Not Cassian Andor. Yeah. I don't need kind of pseudo han solo i i really would like i would really like this it's kind of the i saw this i saw this argument when people were saying oh thank god the the boba fett movie is canceled um the idea of giving these characters something more is to make something more of those characters it's not to just kind of keep doing the same it's not to pirates of the caribbean where you kind of just stretch a, a nothing character into uh, no, to laughy tappy. I really want to see this because I would love to see Diego Luna. One, I think he's great. I think he's incredibly charming, and I like him in the role, whether or not the role is disservice of him or not. Um, and I would like to see more of that character because I think you could build something into you could build that character into a character. Right, and that's that's where I'm just feeling like why choose him out of everything you could possibly. That do? character didn't interest me out of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like he just didn't he didn't grab me. I don't. I'm 
I'm not against seeing more from this time period of Star Wars, but that's not necessarily the guy I want to follow. I think I, it, yeah. Judging just Rogue One, I agree with what you're saying about like this allows room to build him better, and I'm sure he can be better in a, in a long format thing than he was in the film. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that at all. It's just not the guy that I'm like... Like, if this were... Uh, it's the same as if this was a comic book <coughs> coming out of Rogue One, and they said, we're going to do an adventure about Cassie Nandor, or we're, we're going to do an adventure about Woody Harrelson, and I'm like, I'd rather see an adventure about Lando. They or did I'd rather those, see an adventure, But I'd rather see an adventure about Chirrut. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, that's that's where I'm like... I, it, weird. It, it's just weird. I'm not anti it. It's just weird. Uh, especially after they said, yeah, we're gonna, we need to pull back from the Star Wars a little bit. Yeah, this is, I think... But, the, uh, hold on, there's a Rogue One spinoff TV show. I think this is, I think, you know, they were saying we're going to pull back from the movies, whereas the TV shows... Yeah. Now this is, this does make the second live-action TV series. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into this, but I'm still of the opinion I want out of this time period. Out of this new, out of this old Republic uh, uh, Empire time period, I want to see something outside of it. And I kind of agree with you there, which is why I... I do go back to the Chiru thing because following them, I feel like we would have seen something we don't see sure. or haven't seen. This is back I to the rebellion. I don't feel like with Cassian, we're going to see something we haven't seen. Yeah. Either in animated or in the films or in comics. You'd have or to. Whatever. You'd have to. Obviously, it would be. You. It's still a rebellion, so you get a little bit of rebels. Uh, but you'd have to make it. You'd have to make it. Uh, probably like, what do you do? Like James Bond espionage see that's a, I'm just nervous this yeah. isn't going to do a lot of new yeah and I'd rather see a lot of new yeah one uh, of the things I like about the Mandalorian where it's is not that it's, it's after six it's after six yeah. and it, well it's yeah. not the it's I not agree. the story I, I'd want it's still after six and I'm kind of excited to see the new stuff that we can see the, the only thing I, I really want to see more of in, in a Star Wars show right now that, that has nothing to do with specific time period or anything is I, I it does it has to be after the prequels um I want to see more of the the rugged frontier, the outskirts, that which is man, which is what Mandalorian's doing. So, again, like the Cassian thing feels a little like I, I don't know what you're going to show me that I haven't seen. And it is, it's going to feel like I feel like it's going to be like the Mandalorian, but just a prequel to that. Like it's going to be doing the same like 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 out outlawy kind of stuff, but instead of a Mandalorian. It's but, Cassian. For, but but the difference is in the Mandalorian, he's out for himself, whereas yeah. Cassian is still with the rebellion. Is he part of the rebellion at that point? Because like, don't we see? He's, he says he was part. He was indoctrinated into the rebellion. Oh, from when like, he was yeah, a like kid. from being a That's kid true, because yeah. he grew up in the war. Yeah, because he was born after the fall of the empire. I'm after not the saying fall of the I, Republic. Yeah, I'm not at all saying that it can't be good. Yeah, or any of that. It just, like, just all the things they could choose <clears> from. It's that it's this is surprising. a weird. This is weird. Yeah, it's I, a weird choice. And he, and he can't meet any of the characters from Rogue One because that's his first time meeting all those characters. So right. like, for except me, for K two. Is K two his? Yeah. K2 okay, is so K two is in that show, then that'd be great. K two's cool, but I like he's not going to meet any of the, the characters that I think are cooler than he is, and they're so like I just uh, it's just it's not giving me what I want right now. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that's interesting because like Star Wars historically doesn't give me what I want. <clears throat> yeah. But well, this see, is... I'm getting it with the Mandalorian, and like yeah. we're getting it with this show. So like we just have different needs. Yeah, I think this is this. I mean, this has you know something I like, which is more you know you could have into more of the rebellion politics and like the stuff I like about Rogue One. You could really expand on that sort of thing, and I like Rogue One because we we see the formation of the rebellion and how it was, you know, how they're like we should move against the Empire. This is the time. And they're like, uh, no, yeah, we're not ready. We we're not talking to each other, and it was like. Rogue One is the rebellion coming together finally, and I'd like to see you know more of that kind of stuff. Could there be because Han Solo had some, or excuse me, Solo, a Star Wars story, had some 
beginnings of rebellion stuff? Do you think they'll include like Infest Nest and stuff? You, they could, they could. It's a possibility. Yeah. You could also see Alden. You could also see Han Solo. I. I'm not saying I want it. Could I'm we? just saying it's possible. How? Alden and Cassian could have connected somehow. Mm, I don't know about that one. But Unless they're like, fi- like he's tell, part tell, of the I'll Empire. I'll tell you what I'd be more interested in. <clears throat> um, I'd be more interested in if, if this served as a somewhat bridge between Rebels and Rogue One. If some of the elements that, that were left... a lot of space. Uh, if some of the... Where Rebels ended, mm-hmm. and I mean before it goes into a epilogue Nonsense. but where rebels ends before the events of rogue one there is time yeah. there's a gap because we know their ship and the captain were involved in the events of rogue one that's true yeah but we don't really know how those characters got from what they were doing to that and if some of those elements crossed over like honestly put the captain syndulla yeah, and chopper see, in if they, like, if they were stuff would be if cool. they were bridging i'm more interested yeah because that's what i'd like to see i'd like to know how the captain got from where she was because we see her in a very specific position at the end of rebels and then it just kind of jumps forward this could be like a backdoor live action rebels thing right like with just cassian as like the main character because when you put it in that terms that's because rebels so rebels starts five years before a new hope yes rogue one is like a minute before so cassian would still be involved with the rebels and stuff yeah yeah so we we see so rebels season four i guess you can say that there's a year between the two there's some amount of time it's not clear how much i'd have to say there's either a year or there's only a few months yeah and there's a very particular reason i'm saying that i don't want to say why no i haven't seen it yet uh but but um specifically with captain syndulla seeing how she i'd like to see her how she gets from where rebels left her before the epilogue yeah. to being involved in the event because up... chopper and her ship are there and they name her she's shown film. up in other yeah. media she was in dr <clears throat> afra which is kind of cool so uh, you could totally bring her back I'd, I'd like to see that bridged and if that happened i'm into the show ben you haven't gotten to say anything about this sorry i actually kind of agree with you sparks on i actually agree with all of you guys because yeah i'm kind of down for I'll take that as a win i'm kidding buddy I'm down to see. I'm down to see Cassian do more war stuff because one of the reasons why I like Star Wars or Rogue One is because it's a, a war movie. As in, you see some serious battle battle scenes. And like, battle that is the best. Part. It's like it's yeah. It's like Star Wars Battlefront Two, the <clears throat> PS2 version, on a movie on a movie screen. And there's no Jedi. There's no like magic. Like oh, the main character's not gonna die. They all die. I loved that about Rogue One. But at the same time, it's like I kind of don't. Because I'm with Brandon because I want to see stuff after episode six. I'm more down for The Mandalorian because it's out in the outer skirts. It's like space western, yes. but we also get to have a few... It's Cowboy Bebop. We when get I, a few run-ins oh with God, the First Cowboy Order, Bebop. hopefully. When I when I, when I I heard that Resistance is only a couple of months away from Force Awakens, I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, it's like, no, forgive us Resistance like when the First Order is starting to brew some shit. And unless there's some really good like space espionage stuff in the space uh, espionage, space espionage, that's a new term, then sure I'll take it. But as of now, I'm kind of just like unless I hear amazing things, I'm just gonna pass. It depends on who's doing it, really, because you know, all we know is that Diego Luna is set to reprise his role. That's great. That is. We great. don't know he who's awesome we don't know who's one. who's writing it. We don't know if it's a limited series. We don't know if it's we don't mm-hmm. know anything. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they'll get Gary Whitta, who wrote Rogue One. That'd be interesting. So there's a fantastic actor named Ben Daniels, mm-hmm. um, and he was in Rogue One. Um, and then he was also in the Exorcist television show. Okay. And uh, he dies in Rogue One. He's one of the 
pilots, like the main pilot that you're seeing in the Blue Squadron from yeah, Rogue okay. One. Uh, if his character was part of this, because he's a great actor, um, and he was one of the leads for the Exorcist show. So if they brought him in, and you got like more backstory with his character too, and they started doing more of those kind of things, I'm more interested in that. Do you want uh, to see clones? To make... I'd be so down to see clones. I'll be honest. You mean the ones from Rebels? Yeah. Boy, I don't know. I don't know how you'd go about that. Oh, I'd... you mean the Republic Commandos? That uh, the ones from Rebels. You see, you see grizzled you see... old clones oh, okay. who, who survived lived. the Clone Wars gotcha. and are fighting with the team in Rebels. Are they still on like the animated show? Clone troopers. Yeah, yeah, they're, like... yeah, they're, clone, yeah, they're, they're clone troopers. Uh, it's, but they have big white beards now. It's ca- it's um, Anakin's clone trooper is Captain Rex. Rex. Captain Rex. Rex. Yeah. Mm. He survived. He figured out he had a chip. Uh, the, all the clones had out. a chip, and he got it out. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, it's really good stuff in that. It episode. would be neat. I don't know who you'd cast. Christopher Jackson. But he doesn't look like Captain Rex. <laughs> no, but he... you see what I'm saying yeah. here. I don't know who would play that role, and that makes me just get just what, what's what's the clone man's name? Django. Just... Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> just get that guy and just hold him up. No, didn't they say? Didn't did you see the rumor that? Well, not the rumor, but the like the the hope that uh, they'll get Boba Fett for the Mandalorian. Uh, Let him die. Voiced by, uh, played by Christopher Jackson. <laughs> Let him die. Thank you, Ryan. I agree. Dead. Some things are better. Well, they want they, dead. They want to do it. I heard this thing. I'm kind of into this. I'll be honest, but they wanted like Batman Beyond it. Like Boba Fett mm. is training the new Mandalorian. All right. I'm kind of into that. I don't want it. I am but I'm always, kind of into I, it. You guys how much mm. I love the the old man Logan trope. So old man Boba Fett I immediately is fine. But like mm. just or just keep the. Well, we really turned him around. <laughs> yeah. Just keep him dead. Honestly. I I was totally fine for even just even Boba Fett being even dead. Kathleen Kennedy said he's 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 dead until someone says he's alive. Well, I know. There, man, there's the Star Wars book that's like that was that came out with Force Awakens, and it's like yeah, like they found they found like his armor, but they never found a body. I'm like uh. fart off. <laughs> Alternatively, if if uh, nothing, if the, it's not if it's far enough back with Cassian, it's then, Christopher Jackson to play. Then I'd want to see him cross paths with Thrawn. Yes, absolutely. I just want live I'd action love to be You don't Thrawn. have a lot of room for that either because no. of Rebels. But but it's there. but if you said it before Rebels, Thrawn was still operating as a as an as an Imperial officer. That that's true. That's why I'm saying yeah. if there's room for it, that I'd be okay with I that just want too. Live action Thrawn. That, but, but, but that's that. still kind of crossing with Rebels. So basically, my thing being, if you bridge more with what's already there, yeah. then I'm happy. If you're just kind of really zero focused on just Cassian, and and just like. Hey, here's him doing some more stuff before Rogue One, and no other really uh, other expanded like a, things that we've never touched on before. Like a and I'm like, okay, well, that thing, or it's like a group, like a team. Yeah, and Cassian's like the Ethan Hunt. Yeah, Christopher Jackson played Jango Fett, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Are we he, sure about that? I'm not sure anymore. I, he did I not. No, I don't know. Whoever played Jango Fett should play the clones. <laughs> I I agree with you on a level, but because of how Captain Rex is animated in Rebels, they don't look very similar at all no no because they got bigger and bulkier well I in mean, their old age isn't um what's oogly boogle's name forrest whitaker. Forrest, whitaker. forrest whitaker does he look just like forrest whitaker in rebels well they animate yeah, him they to animate look like forrest whitaker. whitaker well no, i just haven't seen it i don't no I'm no but that, that's what i mean is the, the thing is like they animated the clones in clone wars to yeah. look like him okay but now they're older and because they've been fighting in the war oh, they're bulkier and they don't look like what that actor looks like now because they're these big grizzled older versions of him. CGI. It would take some work, and I and CGI. honestly, and the other thing being, I don't know if the actor could play it well. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was great in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, Attack of the Clone, sorry. Um, moving on. Why do you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Empire Magazine gave that, gave that movie five stars? Five out of five. Wow. Anyway, what? Disney Plus, are you going to get it? Man, I want it. They confirmed Loki. I want it. I've so. already given my children to Disney, and I, I don't love children. I it? want this. I want this streaming service more than any of the other streaming services that I have right now. Until Swamp Thing, I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Speaking of streaming services, Netflix announced five new TV shows. So we get, okay, so we get into that. Oh my god, I'm so excited for all of these okay. after researching them. So, oh, did you have anything I wanted to say? Well, so, well you, they asked you guys if you want to stream service. I, d- I did look at you and I was like, ah, Ben's going to get it. They're going to get it. <laughs> You're going to get it, Ben. Ben, are you not going to get it? It depends on the price right now. Ben, there are two Star Wars shows and an, inde- an indefinite number of Marvel TV shows. Oh, what the fuck am I kidding? Of course I'm going to get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, F-bomb, my bad. You're going to get it for the High School Musical, musical TV show. Hell no! <laughs> I, Hell no! I'll watch it. I'll No lie, I'll watch it. We're all in this together. <laughs> I'll watch it while Ryan's drinking in the living room at night, just being like, why are you doing this? And I'll be like, because you need to learn. <laughs> Like I'm already, if I'm already having the streaming service, I'm gonna watch it just yeah. out of morbid curiosity. I don't think I will. What um, if Zac Efron comes back and is a teacher? I've school? seen all three of those movies. Boy, I mean, like if that happened, I guess I'd watch it just for shits no. and giggles. Fun yeah. story: When high school, I was babysitting some kids, and I saw the high. Watched High School Musical with them because you know they're kids, and they when I got went to babysit for them, the parents were like, "Oh, you're gonna watch High School Musical." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, sure, whatever." Maybe seen kids, no big deal. That next day at school, every single person was singing the damn songs. Yeah, We're so I'm sitting, I'm walking down, together. I'm walking down yes, the hall of my high school are. freshman year, and everyone's singing the High School Musical soundtrack. I'm thinking, how yeah. many people watched that last night? Real quick, what's your favorite High School Musical movie? Mine's three. Three. Yeah, by far three. Three's <laughs> by by far three. I've seen one. <laughs> I've seen one, so I guess by default, the three, one I've seen. Three is the only one that comes close to being an actual movie. Really? Yeah, <laughs> we watched three in theaters. Oh, you guys! Are, Why? You guys are great. So, Why? Look, hold on, hold on. We are we are the group that like when we had nothing to do, we were like, "Do you want to go see Marmaduke for its opening at midnight?" <laughs> and yeah, we did because you know what? There was no one else in the theater, and we had a good time. We had Marmaduke. a great time. The movie's terrible. Okay. Terrible movie. Wait, isn't that terrible. that movie that with the Great Dane that's based on yes. the yes. strip? Oh yes. my god! And we watched it, and we had a great we had a time. Wonderful time because we were all it. alone in an empty theater <laughs> watching Marmaduke at midnight. Here's a fun. I've fact. done that with the Twilight films. I've done that with High School oh. Musical. I've seen one. I've seen Twilight one and Twilight whatever the hell ended it. Uh, Breaking Dawn. Whatever. I've still not seen the last two. I've, I've only, only I've seen... only seen the first and last, and I'm so proud of that. Going to see the last film was amazing. I've only saw Breaking Dawn Part One, and I was bored out of my skull. That's right. Watch them with riff tracks. Yes. Um. Here's a fun fact for you guys. Um. If you sneak into a movie that nobody's bought tickets for, they turn the movie off five minutes after. Because really? I saw a movie, and then it was like 11 o'clock, and we're like, we have nothing to do, so let's sneak into the, the Lego movie. And five minutes after it started, the lights just went on, and the, the thing went off. And we're like, oh, we're just sitting here, because no one else actually bought a ticket, so they're not going to play the movie. So we left, and I was like, damn, now I actually have to see the Lego movie, because it opened really strong. <laughs> That's really Speaking of, uh, no, I can't get it out of that. Whatever. Netflix. New shows. Netflix announced five new shows. Uh, The first of which I'm actually really stoked for, hopefully. This is where, this is, this needs an animation. I agree. So Pacific Rim, which is, uh, as you all know, a movie I I deeply adore and I wasn't crazy about the second one. I like the second one. Me too. I'm just saying. 
Um, I wasn't crazy about the second one. However, there is an anime TV series. And I use the word anime instead of animated because this is a partnership with uh, Netflix Japan. It's going to be an anime. Hell yeah. Um, now, it's also a style of anime. It's also a style, yeah. Is it going to be actual 2D anime or are they going to pull the anime Godzilla route? Oh, unclear. We don't know. I, I want to say... I didn't even you think took, about that. You took my high hopes and you brought them low fast. Because... No, that's no, right. I have a damn good reason for no, this right. because uh, Sparks, my beautiful friend whom I love dearly friend. beautiful felted friend whom I love dearly when you we're said we're trying to get away from his skin condition actually I'm sorry when you said the, I remember the first time you said anime Godzilla my high my hopes probably were certain I brought that up so but okay whomever the fudge brought said anime Godzilla I was like yes then we saw it and I fell asleep. I know, right? Now, but it was, when you say anything anime Netflix related, I am scared and I have to play devil's advocate because I remember how I got burned and I will not watch the ben, second did movie. did you like Dragon Prince? I, I love Dragon Prince. Did you Same like animation. Wait, what? Do you like Castlevania? I love Castlevania. I'm just saying those are Netflix anime, I, so there's hope. But true. That's mostly TV. There is hope. But, but I know. But yeah. No, but Ben, Dragon Prince is the same animation as, as the Godzilla animated movies. It's the exact same animation. Uh, but Dragon Pits does it better. I agree. And brighter. So, I think, just, wait, I think so, Godzilla is just like like shittily made. Right. Yeah. So so, the, so yeah. my point, my point, even with that animation, something good can be done. Very true. So what, I prefer a 2D Neon Je- Genesis I, Evangelion, though. Yes. My my concern is just uh is, and, and is just that Netflix can be hit or miss. Now Godzilla the Godzilla animated movies are not Netflix creations. Oh, that's right. That's just Japan. Japan made them, and Netflix bought them. Okay, but still, but still, I re- I remember how how high hopes I was. I'm just my hopes are high. I didn't even it's know ju- what the premise of the show was. Let me read it. it. Let Go me ahead. read it. It's great. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. The rest of it, Ben. The rest of it. So the Pacific Rim animated TV series uh, will focus on two siblings who pilot an abandoned Jaeger in an attempt to find their missing parents across a hostile kaiju kaiju peppered landscape. Uh, Craig Kyle, who wrote Thor Ragnarok, and Greg Johnson, who wrote X-Men Evolution, uh, will act as co-showrunners. Never mind, my hot, my hopes are just as high. But you didn't, did you say the part where it's featuring the girl from Pacific Rim 2? That's no. who's the main character. The, the little girl? Yeah, Amara. And I liked her in that movie. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, The uh, one who built the... Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Kaylee Spaney's character, Amara, she's living in a warehouse in Los Angeles, piling into remains of fallen Jaegers and scrapyards for parts with her brother. So, they never so it's her... a story of how she lost her brother. Oh. So it's set during the. So it's a prequel to two. To two. two. So it's Plus set in the middle. So it's no one. It would be set before <clears throat> one anyway, wouldn't it? Because the kaiju. Why would the kaiju? If there are kaiju there, then it would it'd be, be set, before set before one. one. Mm, okay, but that's still cool. I like that. I liked her a lot. Yeah, and she's like a scrappy young. I lady. didn't like her. She was one of my least favorite parts of that oh, movie. That's. I liked her a lot. I did too. Yeah. But I'm okay with. <laughs> like, I I'm okay with setting the show, before one. Yeah. So in that war with the you know. Because that's the, I like the first one a hell of a lot more than the, than the second oh, one. Oh yeah. So the idea of going before the first one and being in that war when Del Toro was talking about doing an animated TV series with Pacific Rim a long time ago, um, that he could never get off the ground. Uh, he was talking about it being a prequel to one being set in the war. So it looks like they kind of took that idea and kind and kind of kept going with it. So I'm happy to see you know we get more kaiju, we get more we get more Jaegers. Uh, and hopefully it doesn't bring it doesn't bring in the tone of two, but more more leans into the tone of one. An idealistic teenage boy and his naive young sister. So that's pretty cool. We'll find out. He, well, we know who's gonna survive, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm in, I'm into this. I'm you know I'm I was burned with the second one, but I'm I'm into this one. Mm-hmm. 
What about you guys? What do you guys think about the, about that premise? I'm 100. I'm 100 down. For Second, it. you said the premise and who was behind it. Um, faith is got restored. some strong showrunners. Faith just, is restored. I just really hope it is 2D. It, I know it's a lot. I know it's more expensive. Yeah, but it looks so good. But look at Gundam. Yeah, I don't... Even the newer Gundams, like Gundam Origins and Gundam and Unicorn so Gundam, the three and the uh, 3D Gundam fights they have in those shows are still really well done. Oh, yeah. So they can put 2D animation act uh, like humans, but 3D robots yeah. down. That's what Voltron does. Exactly. Yeah. Look yeah. at Voltron. How yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome Voltron is. Yeah, yeah. Voltron has a is a 3D animated mm-hmm. uh, robots and yep. 2D characters. If That's and... very difficult to do, by the way. If Gundam and Voltron can do it. Pacific Rim can do it. It's it's really expensive to do that. Get it on Fudge. Uh, but who knows? Maybe there's some money behind this one. Who knows? Sparks, you're looking away somberly. What do you got? You have anything you want to uh, add no, to this? No, I I'm uh, fine with it. <laughs> uh, I thought Pacific Rim Rim one and two pleased me about equal. So yeah, I'm, I doubt the show is going to. If if you all want to know about our, our our thoughts on Pacific Rim, <laughs> just look at our episode where we did Pacific Rim Uprising. No need to recount them here. Um, but the other one actually kind of surprised me. Altered Carbon is getting an animated TV series. Huh. Uh, Altered Carbon is a Netflix original TV series um, that is going to air its second season soon with Anthony Mackie as the lead. Um, it's going to be set in the same universe as Netflix's live action series, big surprise, which is receiving a, a blah, blah, blah. It will explore new elements of the story mythology, uh, and that's all Netflix said about it. it but it will be written by Dai Sato, yep. uh, who Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Uh, and Sukasa Kondo. I'm all all of these TV shows. I'm really excited for because the creative team behind all of them are fantastic. You just said Cowboy Bebop and Shampoo. I'm like, I know those yeah. are. I've heard by reputation. I've heard Alter Carbon is good anyway. Yeah. So I'm I'm I want to see. I'm now that. going to watch that first season. Yeah. I'm uh, gonna watch Shampoo, Bebop, still... and Alter Carbon before uh, this comes out. Alter Carbon still has I think Netflix's most expensive pilot. Yeah, you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop. No, dude. I said good. this earlier. It's I've never seen. I wasn't paying attention. I was writing the episode. Okay, it's very good. I, like I, w- I want to watch it. I want to watch it really bad. Anything more you guys want to add before we go on to the next ones? Actually, the next three are original. Are technically originals. All right, totally off topic, but I just noticed that you have your Voltron pins the same way they form. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought that was really cute. Thank you. It's true to life. Uh, what about what sparks anything about Alter Carbon? Have you watched the first season? No. No. Will you watch well, the first season? I'll make you watch it. I guess I will. We are watching watch the new it. Cowboy Bebop anime. It's called Alter Carbon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the anime's fine. I just uh, nothing's uh, drawn me to the yeah. Netflix live action show. So. I got some pretty good reviews, if um, I recall. They said uh, Netflix is hard boiled cyberpunk sci fi saga, yeah. and I'm like, those are all the words I love. So, Kagaster of an Insect Cage. This looks awesome. Uh, based on a manga set in a post apocalyptic world where the disease Kagaster. Turns people, I'm probably butchering that, turns people into giant murderous insects. Uh, this series is directed by Full Metal, uh, Full Metal Panics, Koichi Chigira. Chigira. That's good. Uh, sounds pretty cool. I like that. Uh, and so, uh, the studio, wanna... the animators behind Helsing are doing it. So Not question, the creative team. I like Helsing, Helsing a looks lot. Good. Looks real good. Helsing so, Ultimate or Helsing TV series? Just Helsing. That's what it says on here. <gasps> no. Is that bad or good? The Helsing TV series is bad. Oh no! Helsing Ultimate is great. Oh, okay. It might be the same animators though, because I think it's the same. I think it might be the same. Yeah, it is the same animators. It is the same animators. I remember that show looking good. Yeah. Helsing Ultimate's awesome. Yeah. Helsing Helsing Ultimate just altered up how they. It's now it's did, they're based off the, the show, but... they're based off the mangas instead yeah. of because the show the mangas were not done and so they kind of deviated a lot. 
So Anything wrong with that? Okay. No, I was just going to make a stupid raid joke. Okay. We're just not going to do that then. <laughs> nope. Uh, Yasuki uh, is set in a war-torn... Thank you. Uh, is set in a war-torn feudal Japan. In it, a retired ronin must protect a mysterious child against dark forces. This one is created by the boondocks, LaShawn Thomas. This is great. Oh, yes. That sounds kind of cool. You said all my favorite words involving anime. Uh, you Japan. boondocks. For me, yeah. uh, Flying Lotus is doing the music, and they're a great uh, like electronic group. Uh, and they also did um, some of the music for the Blade Runner 2049 animated stuff. That also the guy who That did animated stuff is awesome. Yeah, dude. Don't sleep on that stuff for a movie that was last year. Uh, also, uh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who is in um, Sorry to Bother You, and Atlanta and uh, Get Out is the star of this. So like, Oh, he's voicing that? Yeah. He's voicing the show? Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And this image has a cool Ronin dude with a spirit bear as his companion. So, check please. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into that hardcore. Yeah. So into that. The next one is Tresse, which is probably how you pronounce it. Uh, based on the graphic novel of the same name and focused on a woman who goes head-to-head with a criminal supernatural underworld set in an alternate Manila. Uh, now, that, I'm not too interested. However, when I heard produced by Legend of Korra's Jay Oliva, oh, kind of into that. Here's why you should be interested, because it takes place in a world where myths and monsters of Filipino folklore are real. So it's all about myths and monsters. All right. Why doesn't why don't my articles say shit like that? Because they didn't do as much research. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds rad. <laughs> yeah. I got mine from from Nerdist. I'm glad you okay. I'm glad you you looked those up cuz I am too cuz yeah, like all all five of these shows have something that I'm interested in. Except they have yeah. they all have creators who have proven their worth. Yeah. They all have ideas that are actually pretty badass. Yeah. And also, even I don't know anything about um, Filipino mo- folklore, so we got. Something. I don't know anything about the Philippines. Hey, maybe Mythalanians will do an episode about it. We don't Ooh. know, maybe. Uh, Sparks, Sparks, you've been silent for the past Dust. couple of, uh, past couple shows. What do you, what do you got? You got anything on these? You want to see these? Mm, yeah, maybe. He did a hand gesture of maybe, so you guys know. I mean, like it's it's it all sounds exciting on paper, but uh, as with any any show but especially with anime for me like it it doesn't matter till it's out yeah. like for me it's you're either going to get my interest once you're out because you got it and you're good or you don't and so it's kind of hard for me to judge um i think for me probably the most interesting one is the, is bringing in the boondocks uh mm-hmm. showrunner LeSean Thomas. Uh, yeah so for me that's that's probably the most interesting, just because I think the Boondocks is fantastic. Yeah, so. fantastic, right? Um, but outside of that, it, that fantastic people have also made bad things. So true. Yeah. Um, so a couple of new shows are coming out based on comic books. I want to talk about uh, the Invisibles, which is a Grant Morrison comic. Yep. Uh, Grant Morrison signed a deal with Universal, mm. uh, Universal Media, to develop a bunch of new IP, and one of them is a, a TV show based on his comic book, The Invisibles. Ryan, I've not read The Invisibles. I read one issue of it. Uh, I don't remember anything about it. I think it's about... I know it's about homeless people, for sure. Yeah. And um, one of the uh, Quantic Dream games... Uh, what's the one with Ellen Page? What's it called? Um, help me out here. What's the Ellen Page game called? Oh, oh the one with uh, The Last of Us? Two, nope. Between Two Souls. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. That game uh, rips off The Invisibles 100%. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, um, really. So this is So Grant Morrison will be developing this show. That's great. Um, I think he also... No, he didn't develop Happy. It was just based off his IP. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool. The other one uh, was actually a book club we did. We did Survivor's Club last year, if you guys oh, recall. Yeah. Um, which is a comic that starts off really great and then kind the of... Final Girls. Doesn't work. Um, Survivor's Club, however, is getting a, t- a TV show on the CW. Hmm. Um, okay. The show will be written by Jared Freider, 
who did Sweet and Vicious, uh, Sweet slash Vicious, sorry, and Chasing Life, shows I've not seen, and uh, will be will be produced uh, alongside Len Goldstein, who did Powerless and Heart of Dixie, two shows that are not great. Ringing endorsements. Uh, I think Survivors Club has potential. I uh, love that s- premise. We said that a so lot. Much. We said that when we did Book yeah. Club. Um, hopefully they can. The I TV hope it show can feel like Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale more supernatural. I could kind of be into. Watch Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's why I'm into Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of like, all right. Like if you do it like that, it, yeah. it has potential. I think, but the the team just, that's doing it doesn't give me a lot yeah. of confidence. Being on this, and again, nothing wrong with like a lot of the CW shows. It's just like. I think their premise is real great. I'm real scared that I'll just yeah. be like a typical like, now, like sexy teen. So like I want to like the contrast here. You know, I'm not crazy about this creative team. However, you know the the showrunner for Chilling Adventures Sabrina is also a showrunner for Riverdale. Yeah, and I think Chilling Adventures is good. Riverdale is not. Yes. So you know, even sometimes people would have some good stuff. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anything more on that one before we move on? No. Yeah. Nope. All right. So Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> We have the titular characters have been Excuse cast. me, say that word again? Titular? Say the first three letters of that word? Tit? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all. Sorry. I'm add, a sure. t- add another T and a Y to that then. Nope. Okay. Too nope. Too late. Uh-oh. I won't follow it. I won't follow it. Shut up. <laughs> Talk about my favorite character some more. Andy Bean has been cast as Alec Holland, yeah. who discovers a bizarre illness afflicting a small town uh, may be connected to his work in the swamp. That revelation places him in conflict with dark supernatural forces from which he emerges as the elemental swamp thing. The title character will be played by Derek Mears, yep. who has played Jason Voorhees. Yep. He was also in Twin Peaks, and he's a he's a he's a very big man, so he's a good character actor. Like you know him, you when you see him, like oh, that's I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've not seen Andy Bean in anything, uh, so I think this is. And he's gonna be in the new It. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's adult Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So well, I guess that was his proving ground right there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. Hey, man, this show's shaping up to be pretty damn good. Is that good. the only casting you have? So the Floronic Man, which you mentioned. No, they also the casted the Sunderland people, all the Sunderlands. Virginia Madsen. Oh, I didn't the, see yep, that. Virginia Madsen's the wife, and then they just casted Old Man Sunderland, the guy who gets nixed by a Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh, by who? Uh, I don't remember his actor. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's yeah. the sheriff, right? So oh, he was in Halloween. The, the sheriff from Halloween. Hop, he was the sheriff in Halloween. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's spoiler alert for a character. He's probably gonna die. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I only I only mention these because these are the title characters yeah. and uh, like a lot of the people who are being cast now are people I don't, I've not seen no, yeah. anything. Um, the thing is though, they're casting the Sunderlands and the Floronic Man, which is a hundred percent. They're just straight up doing the anatomy lesson, mm-hmm. which again really scares me because that's like a perfect comic book. So I hope they do it right. I mean, you gotta shoot some. You gotta start somewhere. Shoot for the stars, I guess. Season one, baby. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Moving on to trailers, then. We got two trailers to talk about. Were you going to say, like, who their Floronic Man... I don't remember his name. I was hoping you guys would bring it up. Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The basketball player? No. He comes from the... Durand. Oh, never mind. He was the blob in the Bad Wolverine movie. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He was... The Russian guy. He's the the best character in The Strain. Oh, that guy. Okay. You would know him from Wild Hogs. Who was he? Oh, I haven't seen Wild Hogs in years. He was he was the big bald weird one of the biker gang. Call me Blob, mm, the maybe. really tall, uncomfortably like yeah. making weird facial tick motions one. Maybe. I think I remember yes, who you're you talking and I about. I talked about him plenty. Yeah, he's a great actor. Um, so moving on to some trailers, The Missing Link, which is Leica's new film. Yes, uh, I love Leica. I thought this was really strange because this is coming from Lionsgate. Would you say you like it? I'll kill you. No, you won't. <laughs> 
So this is coming from Lionsgate, not Universal. So it makes me wonder if Leica's deal with Universal is now over. Uh, mm. Leica and Universal did Coraline, Box Trolls, Paranorman, Kubo and the Two Strings. Four great films. Um, even though I'm not too into Coraline, I definitely see the genius in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Box Trolls, Paranorman, I think are great. And Kubo and the Two Strings one of my favorite movies ever. So this is their newest film, Missing Link. Uh, which is another stop motion. Prequel to Smallfoot. No. no? <laughs> it's another stop motion endeavor from them. Uh, as I said, they are the I, I consider them the stop motion equivalent to Pixar. Mm-hmm. Is there another st- studio that does stop motion? Yes, no. Ardman. Ardman. Oh, there. That's Wallace and Gromit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because this one feels very Wallace and Gromity. Maybe not in design style with the missing link. The character played by Zach Galifianakis feels a little little Wallace and Gromity. Um, it, it definitely feels more like because like Kubo is like a pretty big epic. Movie. Yeah, and this feels much more small scale. This yeah. is far more comedic than their than their last four endeavors. Yeah, it's also it was kind of like a teaser, so like we didn't see that much footage, but it definitely seems like it's gonna it might be like a smaller scale movie. Again. It definitely it, has a really good voice cast though. I think yeah. the, I think what you're picking up on is just the character designs are very different mm-hmm. from all four of the other films. Yeah, and all their movies are because, very different yeah. because you've got a poster right here that has them meshed together. Yeah, and you can see that all their human designs are are relatively similar with like big round heads yeah. and thin necks and everything. And right off the bat, when we see Hugh Jackman's character, that's not the look of people in this world. Yeah. Um, it's a very different look than any of the other films they've done. And I think that's kind of throwing it off a little. Yeah. I mean, I'm still looking forward to it. I've liked all their movies. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, I'm not anti it. It's just, it is interesting. I felt like they had a kind of staple on what their character designs look like at yeah. least for human beings because everything else is very imaginative but what human beings look like and and this is kind of going away from that and i'm i wonder if they were just like let's, wonder let's try something different yeah it's it's an interesting choice let's give us a challenge yeah possibly it looks cute yeah it's, it, i mean it was kind of like a little teaser this is definitely uh, a teaser but it's got a great voice cast hugh jackman zach Galifianakis, zoe saldana yeah. i'm totally into I'm, I'm into this yeah uh moving on to the next one i guess mowgli which is now netflix new netflix movie presents mowgli the origins the Dark Origins. This, this was the wow. movie that used to be called Jungle Book Origins when it was with Warner Brothers and Andy Serkis. The dark, gritty retelling. Is it... Is it what? Supposed to be like a sequel to the first book? Uh, because with... Uh, Sher- I'll tell you in a hot With Shere Khan saying, uh, My Have Grown. grown. <laughs> well, but he did he did like encounter him as a baby, huh? I think it's just a dark origin retelling of the, of the, the, the Well, I wondered so I wondered if they didn't if they're not doing more of what's in the second book. Because especially with all the stuff we see with the village, that's definitely more past the first book yeah. material. And in that case like at least we're going to see some some things that we don't normally see in the films. Mowgli the Legend of the Jungle. Which is the the new title? That's that's what it's under Wikipedia. It might Leg- be the new Legend the, of the Jungle. Might be the new title that Netflix has. So this is the well, this is the one that Netflix bought from Warner Brothers. Yeah, Cloverfield Paradox. It. Who directed this one? Andy Serkis. This or? is yeah. Andy Serkis's directorial debut. Oh, okay. And he's he's Baloo. Yeah. And he did all the motion capture. He did all the motion capture. Yeah, the, uh, the animation is very disconcerting when you watch those faces. <sighs> it's. Yeah, like some of it looks okay, but like I st- Shere Khan still doesn't uh, look good. Some of it looks great, yeah. and some of it looks bad. Like Shere Khan still looks bad, like just as bad as the last. Trailer. Like like all the shots of Bagheera look great. Yeah, like, and then Shere Khan... shots of the wolves look bad. Yeah, like I think Shere, it's Khan... Shere Khan's like straight black. Yeah, like Shere Khan limping looked awesome. His face, ugh. yeah, it's like it's like is that you, Betty? Is that you? Betty? This is also watch? like the the probably the most expensive movie that Netflix has. One hundred percent. Because this is a this is. 
Because it wasn't supposed to be Netflix. It wasn't supposed to be Netflix. Um, I wonder if maybe Andy Serkis had to change a ton because of Disney's Jungle Book. And that's why this movie went from Jungle Book Origins to now what it is. Well, this movie's been in development for years. A lot longer than, than Disney's yeah. Jungle Book, yeah. I think just like they were too slow on the roll and then Jungle Book came out and like, well, shit. Yeah. But well, they were filming it when Jungle Book came out. Yeah. Like it was already, they were getting ready for post. So I wonder if they had to change a lot to to add some stuff or to change some things to and the, and the CGI and the animation maybe because again this movie used to be called Jungle Book Origins but this is not an origin story for Mowgli in, at, any way, at any way or even for the, that story yeah feels more like a sequel it, it definitely feels like it's diving more into material from later books yeah. rather than the first one this is definitely trying to be a darker take on it I don't know <laughs> if it's going to succeed we'll have to we'll have to wait and see um, I can't find anything that's saying it's trying to be anything more than just like a, a, I can't, a retelling. I can't imagine that it's that much darker now that's PG-13. Do you think this was going to be rated R? No, but I'm saying like as a PG-13 film, I don't know how dark you, like saying it'll be yeah. darker. I'm like, yeah. how much, I don't know well, how I mean, darker you can Anything really darker than The Jungle Book, like even like, The Jungle Book's a pretty light movie. We're so going like, to, we're going to dwell on how many animals men kill and how many uh, men no songs. kill longer. And, no and, uh, songs. Alright. I don't know if I want a junk book without at least one fun song. Um, what was the... Yeah, actually, you bring up a good point. Uh, this is a Netflix movie that is rated PG-13. Yeah. And normally they get television ratings. They get yeah. television rating systems. Well, they, it did say it's going to be on Netflix, but also in select theaters, too. Oh, did it say that? It did that. say that, oh. yeah. Oh, is well, this one of the ones? Because mm-hmm. I remember last week they they announced that some of the movies are going they're going to put some of the I mean, movies in makes, Netflix. It um, makes sense because this thing was always intended for theaters. I was like, I'm yeah. sure they'll put it in theaters someday. Yeah, so. it says it's going to be on Netflix December seventh, but it will be in select theaters. I bet you those theaters will, just... will be in New York and L. A. Probably uh, in order to get Oscar recognition. Probably best visual effects. They're not though. It might not win. Suicide Squad has an Oscar, so everything's possible. Suicide Squad has an Oscar! <laughs> you ruined it for everyone. <laughs> that really shouldn't have happened. No, it it's shouldn't It's going to set a precedent for life. Um, <laughs> Any more you guys wanted to bring up, or should we move on? I want to see it to support Andy Serkis, but it just doesn't look... Like, I feel like the only thing I'm going to come out of it saying anything really strong about is I'm going to be like, well, the performances through motion capture are really good. Yeah. Because that's Andy Serkis's bread and butter. Yep. Of what he knows to do. So I'm sure he directed everybody to, to give their best. And, and like we'll probably see better performances than we usually do out of motion capture. But then everything else about the film won't hold up. Yeah. That's what I feel like. We still got to see if he's a good director. <clears throat> like, I'm definitely not doubting his motion capture ability. Well, I mean, when you think about the fact that they brought him in to help with the motion capture of things like the Hulk. And Avengers. And, yeah, yeah. He's, he's done a lot of motion capture work for a ton of other studios. Where no, he's I know, coming like, in and like, here, let me help yeah. you with this. I think in that regard, like helping people get performance out through motion capture, yeah. he's probably really good at it. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, Lion King the, coming the, the out next human, year. The human-only scenes, those might be wonky. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up or show we <clears throat> move on? Um, news, news, news. News, news. We're trying to have a mind meld. No, I got nothing. Nope. 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 Right, there was a new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. Winnie the Pooh. <coughs> Winnie the Pooh. Really? Rue 2. It's a minute long. I'll watch that later. It also showed uh, something from the Big Hero 6 world I was wanting to see, so I was happy. <gasps> I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, they finally showed the original Baymax. <laughs> Do you know about that? We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. In the Kingdom Hearts You don't Hearts need 3. to explain. No, I want to know what love is. All right. I mean, I don't really. 
I'm not, it's not really my wheelhouse. No, but I think you'd think this was cool just because of how it relates to Big Hero 6. Do you like Big Hero 6? If I didn't think you'd like the fact, I wouldn't have tried to say it. All right, what's the fact? Uh, The narrative of the Big Hero 6 world is that the Heartless have taken over the original Baymax body that got left behind. And they're using against them. So in the in the new trailer, they actually have the audio from Hero, and it is the English cast already. And he's saying Tadashi wouldn't want a Baymax out that's going to hurt people, and so they have to go after it because it's recreated like a a new arm kind of thing An to evil attack arm. people. Yeah, evil cool. Baymax. <laughs> yeah, I I like the idea of usually Kingdom Hearts when they go to Disney Worlds, they're redoing the films. Yeah, I like the idea of following something sequel. up like that, and I like the idea of following up with like. They got a hold of the original Baymax body and are utilizing it for bad. Right then, time now for our review of Cloverlord, the latest in the Cloverfield franchise. This is from J.J. Abrams. Overfield. Ben just died a little inside. No, this is Overlord, which is not the latest in the Cloverfield franchise. It's a brand new original property. Go see it, because no one did. Definitely. It, always go see original properties, guys, when you see things like this. Um, now, full spoilers. From this point on, I do I do hope you guys go see this one. Uh, so, But if you have not... Maybe you don't want to see, you don't want to hear anything about it. You know, just uh, go see the movie and come back. That simple. So full spoilers from here on out. What did we think of this one? The initial thoughts, starting with Ryan. Well, when um, the Clover monster came out of the out of the end. Oh, Clover, Clover, yeah. Clover. His uh, name was just Clover, I yeah. think. Hi, Ben. No, nope. um, oh, I, I hit the, I'm sorry, I hit the mic. I think uh, I like this movie a fart ton, and fart is my new f word. I like this movie more than I thought. It was less Overlord than I expected, which was not a bad thing. I thought it was going to be way more Nazi zombie monster stuff, and it was much more of just a plain World War II movie that happened to have zombie stuff in it, and I quite enjoyed it. Ben? Oh, I also really, really enjoyed this movie. I, I was... That opening to this, the opening to this movie just blew my mind. Yeah, black and white. Yeah, yeah the black pretty... and white, the classic um, opening of uh, uh, films in that era during yeah. the like the just like, Overlord, like Overlord, the, and had, picture. Yeah, it had like the little Roman numeral numbering at the bottom and stuff like that. But just the the opening with the the playing shot over um, France and no, then... that's not Dave Chappelle. No, no, it looks a that's lot. That's the like... shocker from Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh! What else? But yeah, that's not Dave Chappelle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But but you're right, Ryan. There, I was kind of hoping for more Nazi zombies, but I didn't. get I was expecting Wolfenstein. And yeah, I'm, I was expecting. I didn't get. I still got Wolfenstein vibes. Yeah, exactly. I got the Wolfenstein vibes, but at the same time, I'm like, this is still a really well done World War II movie. Yeah, like it was really well done. And it wasn't. Uh, I mean, there's a gripe I have, but other than that, I was like, no, I really dug dug this movie. This is a good one. Sparks. I really enjoyed it. I went into it not thinking of it as a Nazi zombie film because that's just not what I got out of the trailer. I thought it was going to be something more like a modern, uh, not modern, but like World War II era Frankenstein's monster kind of creations, which I think is what it was closer to rather than being. Yeah. I don't think zombie. Well, really I mean, not, not so much zombies like Nazi experiments, <coughs> but bringing people back from the dead is technically zombie. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's a fun, uh, it's like it's, is a hot dog a sandwich the same thing? But Frankenstein's monster is bringing back things yeah, from the dead. He's a zombie. I wouldn't call him a zombie. All right. I guess by the modern definition of a zombie, Frankenstein's monster would be classified as such. I'm not saying he's a zombie, but technically he's a zombie. Because to me, I I always think of zombies as like the part of the virus where, you know, like it spreads by bites and all that kind of thing. And like that's zombie and anything else beyond that is like undead or or classically referred to as ghouls. Um, Monster expert over here. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I was thinking it was going to be. And and, uh, I could have done with a little more of that, but I didn't mind it being kind of just a straight up war war movie that had sprinklings of it instead. Yeah. Actually, my biggest gripe is that it's not more of a creature feature. 
which it doesn't have that many monsters. And one thing in particular is in the beginning we see this this de decayed bones and entrails of what they think might be a dog or a jackal, and we're led to believe that. that oh yeah. Yeah, that oh, that yeah. could be something. And honestly, I wanted that to pay off. Uh, there are a couple of things that don't really pay off in this movie. Uh, if you guys if you guys know where to look, um, it doesn't hurt the movie at all. But I wanted that. I wanted like. I said this. I said this before. Resident Evil Two, type thing, where like these monsters, these kind of, you know. Uh, Do you mean the movie or the game? The movie. Okay, thank you. Um, like the 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 like the 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 dogs and the and the the, the crazy creatures. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted some. I want. I wanted more creatures. I didn't want just. We only get really one. Uh, one like monster, and then and then one Nazi turned himself into a monster. I don't know if the movie, I mean, I guess off the trailers, but like, I don't think it promised like a creature feature though. I think absolutely the trailers did. Yeah, because like I, every, like Nazi experiments are like a thing everyone like knows about, and like many many genres, movies, video games, comics have all gone into like experiments turning like into into creatures and monsters. But like I, I kind of just felt like it was gonna be exactly what what this was, just with less monster stuff. Like I, I kind of got what I expected personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could have used more monster stuff, but it didn't. It, I didn't feel like it. It, I, in a way, felt like I kind of, in some manners, got more than I expected, and in others, I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. Yes. I didn't go in expecting too much because I kind of looked at it as as a more low budget film, and I wasn't expecting a lot out of it. Sure. The reason that like um, I really. I like it because, like, I, I was going in expecting, like, the entire last half to be a huge, like, they're trying to escape from, like, dozens of monsters. And it was so much more subtle than that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's a subtle movie with, like, deep thoughts or anything. But, like, it's it's more personal. It's just about all of these dudes. Yeah. Just trying to survive. Like, it kind of reminded me of The Thing a little bit. Not just because it's Kurt Russell's son. <laughs> I think I think that that's... Oh, I thought that the fact that The fact that it was more personal rather than just, like, a monster fest. Yeah. I kind of liked more the fact that, like... When someone was life was on the line, I I was really invested. I didn't like, feel I like thought I that... got overcome by the monster concept, yeah. which like I feel like in kid. a lot of zombie movies that can happen. Yeah. In if it you know we're registering it. As yeah, a... I think you know looking at that lens, you know if you have to have one or the other, I prefer the one we got because mm -hmm. um, it felt more of... like character drama with that sprinkle. Yeah, on. yeah. And in a perfect world, I would have liked more. Like yeah. I was, said this, I said this to Ben. I would have liked this movie to have been a bit more heavy metal, like just a bit crazier. Yeah, because it's very, more it's, it's, it's a lot more restrained and it's a lot sure. more. Um, That's why I respect it, though. I think this, like, right, but they didn't feel you, like they you had respect to go it. Big. You respect it for something the trailers didn't show us. The mm -hmm. trailers didn't show us. This is a restrained character drama yeah. with with a couple monsters. The trailers were like, look at how insane this movie is with monsters and Nazis, and oh my god, you guys are gonna love it. Yeah. You know what? I'm actually okay with that because I because the, like the, the music Hell's Bells really helped sell that idea more than what yeah. they actually showed visually. Yeah, because yeah, visually, like looking back on the trailer, like it's mostly war movie, and you just know that something's up. Mm -hmm. They never really show full on monster stuff. No, they don't. Well, they they do. They do. The, the monster and that's chasing after the girl in the hallway okay. is prominently featured. Yeah, in the trailer. I mean, like you see, you see like the the messed up skin and stuff, but they don't like sell like 
a massive monster bash kind of thing. You also graveyard smash. We so it took me twice to notice that the guy, the monster who's chasing the the Chloe, um, is uh missing an arm. I was like, oh, does he have some weird gun on his arm? That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was just his bone. No, but as I was saying earlier, is um, you know how in some movies, especially on some movies, you get your fair characters, and then you get also get characters that are just so annoying you want them to die. Yeah, the kind of the kind of fodder. Yeah, like origin originally, like when Tippet we first int- uh, get introduced to Tippet, I was like he was annoying, but as the movie progressed, I started to like him more and more. Like when he got shot, he didn't die, but when he got shot, I visibly, yeah. I audibly probably, I pro- audibly yelled shit because I didn't want him to die. I didn't dislike any characters, and specifically, they killed off characters faster than you expect. Exactly, especially the guy with like the mind kill. Uh huh. Like the dude writing his book. That, that was good. you do not expect no. that guy to die immediately. No. Oh my god, that was like right. I was like, oh shit, that just happened, and I wasn't I expecting really, it to. I really wish Ian DeCaster's death wasn't in the trailers. See, I don't remember. Like you brought that up too. I don't remember that at all. So like Neither that. I. So I when he started when he got shot, I was like, oh shit, this is happening Wait, right now. Who's death? Ian DeCaster. Uh, Fitz. Fitz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't remember his name in the in the movie. Yeah. But he he plays the photographer. It fits from Agents of Shield. Um, his death is showed in multiple trailers. Yeah. Um, I guess I only watched the trailer like once, so I don't remember. And I is his death shown or just that he's like the part that he gets you, brought you back see him after. you see him getting stabbed and you see his head fly back and you see his, him like yelling like, what do you what what did you do right to me? I remember oh. the f- I didn't pick up on the fact that he was stabbed but I did catch the well because he wasn't stabbed he was shot no the stab with the needle. Yeah, oh, 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 okay. So, yeah. Got it. Yeah, because that's the thing. Is like, I, I, yeah, I didn't, I wish I didn't know that he was going to become part of the thing. Yeah. Um, but. Because I liked him. I, I liked him in this. I like a lot, of, like you guys said, I think yeah. I like a lot of the characters. I think they all, mm-hmm. they all really work well together. Really good asshole uh, German Nazi general. Like, oh, you, you don't have doing, a good Nazi movie unless you got a good general. He's doing his best Christoph Waltz impression in uh-huh. some places. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's, there is a bit that's straight out of Inglorious Bastards yeah. where he's just like, would you rather me stay or would you rather me take your brother? And, you know and he just like pokes it in his ear. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, Christoph Waltz, what are you doing I like here? that, though. Like, I, I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah. a bad thing. I'm yeah. just saying it's funny. I, definitely no, I, feel, I don't think that's just in Christoph Waltz. I feel like that's just every douchebag, high-ranking Nazi German officer. Yeah. I mean, he did it as charismatically as Christoph Waltz did. did. He did. I, I saw the charisma in there. I just he just again what, what again like? not a criticism, True. just a, just an observation. Can we talk about the opening and how it's like one of the greatest like Holy the crap. opening? It's up until, freaking up until I was, I was like it was so intense. Yeah. Up until he falls into the water, I think is is an amazing sequence. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. You slowly get into all the characters and like you have the, the, the general guy talking, the sergeant, sergeant, the guy who goes down and throws up. In the yeah. middle of the plane, and then uh-huh. it gets blasted. Yeah, kind of reminds me of the opening to Medal of Honor Frontline. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you know, because you're you're only on the plane for a lot of it. You're only inside the plane. You see all the explosions, and um, not uh, <laughs> not Dave Chappelle. Yeah, the shocker, <laughs> the shocker is like, is like yelling throughout this whole thing, being very confident, just like yeah. you know, I promise you a good time, ladies, and things like that. And it's a and it's really intense, and it's really well shot, and it's just it's such an it's such an amazing kind of sequence i don't remember feeling so like kind of energized by an opening in a yeah. long time yeah i i uh i also want to touch on that i thought the the setup was really good we have to take out the tower so that they can hit the beach. We have till six o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was really so good. So you know setting. immediately this yeah. is D-Day. what's at yep. stake and why. Yeah. yeah. 
this is the Rogue One to World War Two because it's it really, yeah, it really, yeah, is. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Really yeah, is. Even the even though one of the actors, um, I think it was I forgot who it was. One of no, I don't think it's an actor. I mean, it's an actor, but I don't think it's anyone we know. It's yeah, but the but character is carving June six. They're carving, carving, six. They're no, carving June 6, yeah. 1944. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. I thought that really puts a lot on it yeah. right away and because I thought now, it was good setup. Because you now the audience knows the stakes. Oh, D-Day fails if they fail. Right, yeah. yeah. And I thought that I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. I love how they're like, we if we don't complete this mission, this invasion force is gonna is gonna be ruined and we probably would have lost the war. But luckily it, it worked luckily out. We have Kurt Russell Jr. He's great in this. Dude, like, there's one specific shot at the end where like half his face is in shadow and I'm like Man, he just looks like Kurt Russell from The Thing right now. It's like, oh, because it's his son. It yeah. literally, that's why he looks like him. Like, man. I really liked his character. I mean, he had his asshole moments. was like the part where he, uh, he was beating up the German officer. Mm-hmm. It did make me uncomfortable. But, but even when, um, like, right after when the mind blew off, yeah. went off. And he's like, come to me. Just use your bayonet. And come he's, to me. he's down to business. Like, yeah. we have a mission to like, solve. Like, he knows what he needs to do. Even when uh, um, Boise said no. Boise. Boise, thank you. I don't know why I said Boise. Boise. It's kind of it, when a boy said, "No, we're gonna go rescue this kid, and we can still blow up the tower." I saw where the array was, but we need to destroy these uh, um, these labs, or yeah. else we're all screwed. Yeah. And you can tell he's like, "Mission does come." I like how there's like um, a soldier not following his orders, but following his orders at the same time, and saying, I, "Yes, I know we have orders, but this is still the right thing to do." Yeah, I, he, he's you know he's fresh out of boot camp. Mm-hmm. And he, you could tell, like he, you know, he. I think the only person he kills is the is the German doctor. Two. He uh, kills. And a, he kills Fitz. He kills Fitz. Oh, and he kills Fitz. Um, but like the one that like the not deranged zombie creature he yeah. kills is the doctor, and you see him like, oh my god, I just okay. Yeah. I need to get. I have a mission though. And then he finally is able to pull it because the whole time I was wondering if we were gonna go the whole movie without him pulling his trigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he finally does honor the the zombified German dude. Just unloads his rifle on him. Uh, what's his name? Wolf, uh, Wolfine? Worf, I think it is. Oh, I don't remember the name. I don't remember a lot it, of No, it's, it's something Ein at the end. Oh. Um, um, I, well, I think it's Wolfine or something like that. I don't know. That yeah. doesn't sound right. But he gets his face <laughs> half blown off. Oh, yeah, the evil Nazi. And by the machine yeah. gun. And puts, and puts the serum inside of him. Two, two serums. He puts two serums inside of him. Oh. That, you know, that's kind of like me, like, oh, Resident Evil 2, the apocalypse monster. Uh-huh. Right. I was like, oh, that oh. could not be cool. I like Resident Evil 2. I'm sorry. No, that's, <laughs> fine. That's, fine. that's fine, dude. But I think that's the thing is that that, that movie exists. Um, and I know what you mean about Overlord that like it would have been it would have been cool to get something a little more heavy metal and out there and like doing all this with all the monster stuff. But I think what made Overlord so good to me was that it didn't go ham-fisted with all of it. Uh, the, like the, all the characters, the main characters that we follow, they're not just like good characters, they're layered. Like they have they more than they're not just like <clears throat> I'm the dick, I'm the dick soldier, and I'm gonna be a dick. I'm the voice. sarcastic shoulder. There's more yeah. to him than that. And I'm the dick has, shoulder. He has the moments where My like he watches him kill Fitz, and he's like, okay, no, I respect you now, and he's like, I care about saving the kid, so I'm gonna go do that, and you know, it do, it never goes like, yeah, but he gets shot and he dies saving the kid. It's like no, he gets shot, but he's okay. It it doesn't go for like the big dramatic tropes with its with those sweeping waves. It doesn't uh, go for that. It it tries to keep things in a movie where you have monsters that are being made from the undead rather real and grounded, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think actually succeeds pretty well. There are so there yeah. are a couple of times where you know the movie that I wanted kind of feels like it's trying to break through, 
Um, but the budget was like, no. Yeah, but the budget was like, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, there's, like, I mentioned the jackal. Yeah. Um, or that doesn't really get a payoff. Um, and the another part, this isn't a payoff. This isn't the movie not, not, not doing a thing. This is kind of my own hope. When, when he's flashing the light on the tar... So basically the plot is there's tar underneath this town in France that can create zombies. Um, they, yeah, like they can refine it and it's like really like, it's like really bad mojo. And when you look at the tar, there's like uh, more than one bit where he sees like lumps with what look like two eyes. I'm like, yeah. how cool would that be if like monsters came out of the tar? Now, that was actually, that was actually the big, my biggest gripe with the movie is that it does explain where they get the serum. Cause I didn't the, want it to. Hey man, no, how, well, how does the zombie pop he, up? Let me, let me matter. finish, please. No. There was a part. It kind of bugs me that they don't really go more into like this stuff in the ground. It's like, oh, there's stuff in the ground. They never really knew how to do it, but it still doesn't hinder my enjoyment because the, I still enjoy this movie. For there's these American soldiers. They just walk into some crazy yeah, German. Yeah, cult. Let's talk about what you just talked about before you move on to the rest of your story. Um, the the I don't want the. I don't want the explanation of where it came from. I got enough. It's mm-hmm. plenty. He says it. They re- like two we, lines. Like, we refine the tar, and now we can do this. Because otherwise, good. then you have the, the scientists going like, well, you see, when we do this, and we do this, and it creates this, and it's like, I, that's too much. Like, those two lines were perfect. Yeah. This well, I didn't know plot. I didn't know that, what that stuff was. I didn't know if it was it's, tar. It was, it was just tar? It's just tar. It's something from the bottom, from it probably, the ground. It probably, because... That, that was a line that was in text, right? No, well, no, no, they said it. They, they said it. They said, said it. it. Well, no, no, no. What I mean is, like, was it in German or was it in English? It was, it was in English. English. It was okay, like, the, the German says it to the guy on the hook. I, I remember that it happened. Yeah. I couldn't remember what language yeah. it was in because I was wondering if maybe he just didn't read it or missed it. I probably just misunderstood him because he because yeah. he was speaking with a very thick Kurt accent. Kurt Russell Jr. Is, is hung up. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, we the... found this stuff on the ground and we're harnessing it and we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, that's all I need. Turns out it works a lot better on the living than it does the dead. Yes. so. Uh, but at, kind of not, yeah. Because Kurt Russell's character, who's not insane, kind of implies that it's terrible and he hates it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Like you see, like the wounds slowly healing. Yeah, and it's really interesting. Yeah, man, the, when Fitz's head like throws back, uh, holy crap! Looks real good. Yeah, the the evil Nazi main guy, uh, like his face is like half his face is gone, but it's slowly regenerating, and it looks real good. It does. It's super gross, and I love it. Mm-hmm. When he smiles, yeah, with the, with the, like the half face, it's I'm like, like this is what a thousand year Reich looks like. Like, like the oh, second when I saw it. his face blowing up, and he's like, yeah, I just leaned over Brandon, I was like, effing Nazi zombies. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the other, so the other thing that doesn't have a payoff, and actually the movie forgets this character exists, oh, is the ant. So the ant. They kill her. They kill her. Yeah. No, okay, so, so this is really interesting to me. Uh, if you watch them, if you watch the scene closely, when when so the scene where he says "take care of the ant" is eighty yard. Yeah. Um, the scene where they go up the stairs is the same shot when they're going up to find the kid, and I noticed it because the same Nazi who's now on the motorcycle is in that shot. Uh, and it's okay. it's very briefly, and they just you know eighty yard, and they just put the wheezing over it, and then the bit where they where you see it shows the, the, the window the, flash the, the window, window get blown out of CG. Yeah. So the movie forgets about the ant until probably someone saw it and was like, "Oh wait, we should probably write that character off." To be honest, like, I, I, but I, but again, yeah. I like I wanted. You have an undead character living in your house. I wanted that to kind of pay off. We didn't know for a fact she was undead. No, this but is like, just experiments. Yeah. No, I, I understand that, yeah. but like, 
I think it would have been cool if we see like a, a small, a small, I'm not talking like a major sequence, but like something, some sort of action sequence with that moment. May, not something that's off screen. I would have liked to have seen something more happen there no. because it, it's just kind of, it's just kind of brushed away. I, I, I get that. Um, but again, like the reason I like this movie is like it, it doesn't shove it in your face. Like it's just something that's there. Like it doesn't need to be explored more. Like you, you know what it is. You don't need to see any more. Yeah, I think... Plus I th the budget. <laughs> Excuse me. I think where Overlord uh, will hold up in, in, like, the test of time is the fact that, like, it, it's not common that we have movies with these kind of settings that take things so grounded and so realistic. Uh, even just war movies. Yeah. Yeah. In general. Um, it's it's not a common thing where it doesn't it doesn't feel played up. But this felt like... This is how people would be in these moments, both the war and the, with the monsters. And I didn't feel like they ever went for, for pushing into doing something that made it more, more cinematic. In yeah. A way, uh, honestly, uh, for me, that's that's rare that that a movie does that with a concept like this. So I I really like it just for being different in that regard. I'm definitely. I know that's not the movie you want. I'm definitely of two minds though, because on the one hand, I agree with you guys. Like I I like the character. Pe I like that it's much more character driven and it feels as, as you know restrained. But I want a I want a movie like this to not take itself too seriously at the same time. Like I I like normally. And I feel like it's a testament to the film that this this film is good, and so I'm not criticizing it for it. But I still wanted I I the movie I wanted. You want Werewolf Women of the SS directed by Rob Zombie? I've never seen a Rob Zombie film, so I can't comment. Um, so I, but I wanted something more. You know, maybe somewhere between this and Iron Sky. I guess I guess uh, maybe. Oh man, Iron Sky is like a full. I'm not saying do no, Iron no, Sky. No, I know, but that movie is so insanely silly. But like I, I, I like how grounded this movie was. Yeah, I. These I, are real people dealing with like real quote unquote monsters. I, I know what you mean, and it has to do with it, some of it has to do with expectations. I also and I love Iron Sky. I think I think what's special about this is that when you hear about a movie like this, like if I described it, like oh yeah, it's about uh, these American soldiers who go in right before. Uh, D-Day and they're trying to take out this tower but they find out that they're doing these undead experiments at, underneath and like all these monsters are, are being created under there and they you have, have to deal with that too. You have an idea you, in your mind. It sounds like a movie that can't be serious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And somehow this movie was and it worked. Yes. And that's impressive. Mm -hmm. I think by keeping right. it small scale, like even though I mean, it's it's a low budget movie, but by keeping even the action relatively small like it 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 uh, connects you to those characters more so when something bad does happen. And that's, you're like oh shit. And that's definitely what I'm saying like it, it's it's a testament to how good this film is that I'm not that this isn't a criticism. Yeah, yeah. But this is this, it's just when oh, I would man, normally yeah. hear about a movie like this, I would want it to not take itself too seriously. I was ex go ahead, Ben. No, cuz there are, you would probably hear something like yeah, it's a science fiction World War 2 movie. Someone was going to say oh man, it's bad. What I really like about this movie that it's still solely a World War Two movie. D-Day's not going to happen unless these guys succeed. But it's um, it kind of like Salt Bay's the science fiction yes. zombie horror stuff on top. I'm going to fire you just by saying Bay. It's Salt, Salt Bay. It's the it's, mean. It's, you, I understand. I hate that word. Continue. I know you do. But also, what I like about, like the like there are some good jump scares in this movie. But the one where that I'm just like nope, I'm out is when the uh, zombie runs across the screen when he's trying to go get Chloe. Yeah. During the end of the movie. Scared me. But it's still a really solid World War II fil flick 
with real world consequence with historical consequences it's just one of those missions that no one ever talks there about there is cause... definitely yeah. more there's definitely some good horror in it um yeah. so having so i saw it twice i'm not sure how well this movie holds up on a on multiple viewings uh i was a little <coughs> i don't i don't necessarily I, I will i will chalk this up to i didn't get a lot of sleep last night but I was I was kind of I was kind of a little bored in the in the middle act um, I can for, that. for this mm-hmm. one uh, for the Watch, second viewing especially because like this it's I mean it's an action movie but it definitely has its slower parts yeah um, but like yeah watching any slow movie back to back like I, I yeah, get that I, yeah. I think I think you need more time between viewings surely yeah because yeah. uh, like I couldn't watch Inglorious Bastards twice in one week yeah. oh, I would yeah. find that middle scene a I saw like, that movie three times in theaters yeah. in like two weeks yeah. I love it so much the movie's yeah. awesome it's, it's my favorite great. Tarantino film Same. and I mean like it's really good but like I'd, I'd also upon you, like that closer yeah. viewing be like okay but this this is going a little ways I, yeah. I'd like to move on to the next thing but also what yeah. I liked is how funny this movie was how, like um, the part with the mind scene is like how hard is too hard you'll know <laughs> yeah. or when they're like uh, boys 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 oh damn like when yeah. they see what he did to uh, um Fits after he got oh, the suit. He, yeah. he destroyed his face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, another man. we had we didn't touch on it at all, but another part aspect that I felt um, again like you know normally they go for this kind of thing and they they didn't they just let it be and I I was impressed with his uh, his friend who he finds mm-hmm. in the lab and he saves and you kind of expected the last oh and he survived some point I was so yeah, happy he and, survived like, that's gonna go bad in some way at some point and it never does it's just like no that's very genuine he he got to him and it's fine and then like. Yeah. Well, that's neat. People get shot. I and did, don't die. I did captured. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that he found his friend and like he's yanking out this giant tube and you, you expect that to. It's a to, big needle. Yeah, man. you expect that to come into play, but it, it doesn't. He's like fine. Subverting your expectations the whole way. He gets. I like the stealth scene of him trying to get out of the lab when he just stumbles upon it. He's like, oh shit! Like he's running from that dog. He's like, shit, 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 shit. That like, is a whole, very tense scene. Yeah, like the whole time he's going through that, he finds um his buddy, he pulls him out. It's just one of those things where he can just. Like the characters probably thinking the whole time, shit, 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 yeah, shit, we, shit. We've seen so many movies and played so many games. Like you expect, you expect it just because the tropes to go a certain way, and it uh-huh. doesn't. And I'm just like, man, thank you, yeah, for like treating us with respect like and thinking he, we have intelligence. Like when Tiffany yeah. got shot and he lives, and him and the and the kid are playing cards uh, together, and they're all buddies. Because at first, Tiffany didn't want anything to do with um uh, Paul, um yeah. Chloe's little brother. Yeah. Now he's like, no, I like this kid. This kid's cool. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, Boyce definitely rolled like the maximum for luck when he was going through that. Absolutely. RN Jesus was on his side, my God. Can we talk talk about some of the... I want to talk about Chloe for a minute, but before we get get there, some of the imagery in that lab, the woman missing the whole body. Missing the whole body. The spinal column. Yeah, that was was like crazy. That's that's some good imagery. That was crazy. And she's just saying, help me please. Yeah. And he's like, whoa. Uh, But yeah, so what do we think about Chloe? And, And... Sorry, oh. just while we're there. Yeah. Like, Boyce's reaction as he's seeing that stuff, and he's like, oh, but I can't think about that right now. And then he's, like, yeah. good, and he's, like, kind of stressed, but he's getting it together. And then he gets there, and he's like, you gotta, you, they're doing a thing, and it's real bad. <laughs> it's real. He, like, can't even explain yeah. what he's seen, you know because what it's remind- way too much. You know what it reminded me of? In Jonathan Hickman's, you'll love this, in Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run, when and Hank Pym comes back from the multiverse, and he had just seen the multiverse, like, be destroyed. Yes. Um, And he's like, I would... Watching what I saw, I went insane, and I had and I couldn't bring myself back. Yeah, and so I, like, I that's felt, why he's part of Ultron. And so I felt I felt a little bit like that, where 
where he goes back to the to the to the other guys and he's like, I just like there was a there was a woman. She was talking. She had no body. And she was I don't know what to, like yeah. just, just it, <laughs> yeah. And then and then we get to the part where Fitz came back. Yeah. And when Fitz does sit up and breathe, you don't have anybody like screaming or any of that stuff. It's all like, just like. How do you feel? It's all just like I, hesitate, I like great. step back and kind of shock, and and he drops Ford like drops his. He stuff. just drops his stuff, and he's like, "What? What? Uh, yeah." It's, he's like, "Holy!" It's really good. It felt very like that's how you react to that moment. Just yeah. like, you, I, you kind of don't know how to do anything, so you're just frozen. Yeah. Just so when he when he crushes the thing, he's like, "That's weird." Put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. Because Fitz doesn't yeah. know he had just died. Funny right. part. Another funny thing is like that's weird. Add to the list. Oh, um, uh, another funny part. Like, uh, oh, this is your camera. Oh, real nice. And he just chucks it. Pulls another camera right out of his yeah. Guy. Yeah, but and he's just like having a well, this, spotlight yeah. on you. Well, at the same time, it's like, dude, you would not, don't be. You're in the middle of the night in enemy territory. Do not bring a camera with that yeah, big yeah, of a he's flash a on. Or journalist, photographer. What are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna do? So job? let's talk about Chloe before we we finish. Yeah, up, she. I think she's pretty good in this. Oh, Shoshana. She reminds me. A lot of characters you see in other World War II films with the... Like Glorious Bastards? No, I'm talking about... She reminded me a lot of the character in Glorious Bastards. That's what She actually reminded me more of the French of the French Resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just gotta keep pausing on that one? Are you gonna... I, I don't know what that means. The French Resistance, when uh, um, Germany occupied France, there are cells of French Resistance who would fight back against Nazis when the official army de- uh, surrendered. No, but in regards to how she reminded you, because she that. was the one who went to, who was not afraid to grab guns and shoot Nazis, and she was also playing the double agent. Like she'll let the Germans do stuff to her as long as her brother was safe. Uh, she was afraid to do it till Paul was threatened. Yes. Oh, that's once her, the once thing. Her they they, they, they yeah, were oh, stepping yeah, yeah. on toes until Paul was. Yeah, like when Paul was saying, Yeah, you're right. When they Excuse when me. they took Paul, she was like, "I need to go get her." Mm-hmm. She get she her. was going to protect the the soldiers out of fear of mm-hmm. what they would do and let him rape her. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Until right. they put a gun to the back of his head and she's like, "I guess this is the plan now." Guess yeah. what? Um, but and and she's like, "Okay, well, there's no coming back from this one." Uh, yeah. But she. She was a really great. I've talked about it before, but like you know, I'm, I'm pro feminism happening in films, but I, I much prefer show not tell. She is a great show not tell. Yes, mm-hmm. she, excellent show her, not tell. Like see her growth of like I what I like about her character arc is that it's all done in nonverbal communication. <clears throat> yes. you see her her arc of like I don't I mean I, I trust these Americans, but I really shouldn't because of this and the, mm-hmm. and you see her grow and 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 t- to the character that's ready to pick she up does, a gun and ready yeah. to go. She does whatever yeah. she needs to for her family, whether it be take take some sex from some gross Nazis or kill them when she gets a gun. I absolutely yeah. love it when after they kill the Nazis outside her house, she just goes over, grabs one of their guns, and she doesn't... And when She the, grabs one of her guns and, like, three grenades. It's like, okay, I'm going. Yeah, and I lo- one of the same things yeah. I like, it's the, they look at her and they don't say, oh, you can't go. She They're just like, fudge it. She's coming with us. We, yeah. we can't say shit. Guess this is the plan now. The, mm-hmm. the actress was really good. She knew when to play up moments and when to play down moments. Yeah. Um, when she tells the story of their parents, she doesn't get super caught up in like getting emotional about it, but she lets a, a tear or two stream down, and then mm-hmm. she just moves on. Yeah, like she's like, I can't even think about it for that That's long. That's what she was she's really, really good. good. She's like real good. everything about this movie, like nothing is overexplained. Like you get just enough. You're like, That's all I need. I don't mm-hmm. need a monologue. I don't need a five minute monologue about your entire family. Yeah, like d- you gave me exactly the kernel that I need. And and since we're complimenting that whole thing, the the handling of the the obviously present romantic subplot of Boyce and her. Was not overblown. Not at all. I just, loved it. They it was even just kiss. there enough. Again, it was subtle kiss. enough. It's all, it's all nonverbal. Yeah. It was subtle it's enough. It's in the eyes. Yeah, it was subtle enough. Like, you obviously, like, the the most you ever got was her, was um, when, after they got her brother, and she's like, come with me. He's like, no, I still got to do stuff. I still got stuff to do. And she's like, okay, just come back to me. And then she leaves. 
that was fine. Yeah. I didn't need a kiss. I didn't need a, an expression of I love you. It was just, I just get out of here alive. So then let's, why don't we say we get into final yeah. thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I went to Ryan first. Uh, so what do you think, Ryan? Final thoughts. So, yeah. And then rate it. Yeah. Um, so I thought I was going to get more of a Wolf, Wolfenstein movie. And Wolfenstein is very much almost, a little more serious Iron Skies, but like robot Nazi dogs, giant uh, mechanized Hitlers, like the craziest shit. And I'm really glad I didn't get that because that, while that would have been fun, it wouldn't have been as, as grounded and like emotionally impactful as this movie would have been. Uh, so I'm really glad I got it. It's not making any money at the box office. So that's a real shame. Uh, Go see it. Uh, I'd give it an 8.5. Guys, I really always, it. guys, real quickly, always support original IP. You know what sucks? This movie would have made way more money if it was a Cloverfield movie. Yep. I don't know how you tie it to Cloverfield, <clears> but... I mean, I mean, here's how you do it. Real quick, we'll get back to the final thoughts. Here's how you do it. You don't try to tie the Cloverfield movies together. You just make a weird anthology sci-fi horror franchise. And you just, like, have the project conveniently called Project Cloverfield or something at the end, like they did with yeah. the Cloverfield Lane, and then they're like, oh. Or, like, Prometheus, one of those zombies Don't turns Prometheus. into a young Cloverfield monster, like, at the end. Jesus. And then, I mean, that's the bad way to do it. Yes. That's take <laughs> but, a great movie and ruin the whole movie I mean, in not your last paradox. 10 seconds. Not to, not to bash the Cloverfield Paradox, but, like, tying the Cloverfield films together is a mistake. Keeping it together as a keeping it together as an anthology of yeah. horror sci-fi franchise is really interesting, and that's how Overlord would fit. But it doesn't, so that's a bummer. I gave Overlord an eight point five. I liked it a lot. Eight point five. Uh, ben, well, it was just a great World War Two movie. I can't remember. But actually, no, I can't remember the last great World War Two movie I saw. The Glorious Bastards. That was like or, ten years ago. Well, if you count Captain America, but that's Captain America. I count Captain America. That's All a right. horror movie for sure. Yeah, it is. But I really, really enjoy Cloverfield. Uh, Wow! You we have it on record. We have it on record. No, no, I That's said insane. I really enjoyed can Overlord. You, you cut that out and make it a ringtone. You damn right I will. <laughs> right here, Brandon. Okay. Shit! I really enjoyed Overlord. It, I thought it was a great World War II movie. I liked the little sci-fi horror sprinkle around. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. It was just right. Eight point five. Sparks. Uh, yeah, I really, I feel like I covered it pretty well, but I, I enjoyed this. I, I agree with Ryan. I, I liked how, uh, even with its concept, it, it felt very real and genuine with uh, performances, with the characters, uh, execution and everything. I, I also think it would be cool to have the version that you spoke of, Brandon, but, but I think this version is really unique. And I'd like to see more films that take absurd concepts and actually do take them serious and actually turn out a good movie in doing so. Yeah. Because so, I think that's a so cool like the thing Meg. to have happen. Are you like throwing shade no. at the Meg? No, no, no. I'm Well yeah. But no. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think when when you you don't have to take every uh silly concept and say this this can only be done in, in a ham fisted way. Some yeah. things can be done serious like and Godzilla still be twenty fourteen. No, but that was no, but that, I'm not saying it, it, whether or not it was good or not. That's up for debate. But it's it's the idea that we're taking this concept that has been very silly before, and we're doing it grounded, and we're doing it real. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think that doing that and having it come out as a really strong product at the end is is a really cool thing, and I'd like to see more films that take sillier concepts and and realize that if you if you scale it down and keep it very real to the characters, you can make the concept work in a serious manner. Uh, I also give it an 8.5. Re real quick, you, that, that Godzilla, Godzilla comparison is kind of apt, but that's exactly... Like, this movie is similar in, like, it takes that big idea and makes it small scale, and that's not what I want from a Godzilla movie at all. 
So no, hopefully it's small scale guns. No, so King of Monsters is going to fix that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I echo a lot of what you said. A lot of what you guys said. Um, I have a hard time separating my expectations from what from my actual enjoyment. Like I I have I'm I'm of two minds. I clearly do enjoy this movie and I think it's very good. But then on the other side, I'm like, but I didn't get the movie I wanted. Sure, you should play Wolfenstein, dude. I, apparently I should. Like it's really. Well, you said you said a serious Iron Sky. I'm there. Yeah, and that's and yeah. that's. I like it because this isn't something that existed before. Sure. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and even in some regards, not necessarily exactly this, but some regards, like the kind of movie you talked about, they they kind of exist, like yeah. Resident Evil Two or that kind of thing. Uh, I like that this was different. I'm not sorry. No. Your final thoughts. So, so my 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 like initial idea was as I'm watching this, I was <laughs> like. Wow, you know, I'm a little disappointed. Like, I'm clearly enjoying it. I'm a little disappointed. It's not what I wanted. Uh, probably, probably a seven. But you know, as we've been talking about it, and that, you know, it's hearing how, how reminding myself of how good the characters are, uh, that it does work as a movie on its own. I think I'd go in. I think I'll go in eight, eight out of ten. Nice. Hey, Could, man, even even if it was a seven, that's still not a bad score. Yeah. yeah Could yeah. use more sabaton though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> final credits music. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, really hoping that would be the Primo Victoria would be a final credits, but it wasn't. But not the song wasn't bad. It was still a good song. Then I'm gonna tell you, I don't think Primo Victoria will ever be the final credits to any film. I know, but I can dream. This is not the first time you brought this up, too. For Sabaton. For any movie, you you bring up like I wish this was the end credit song for the, the, the to this movie. When was the last time I brought that up? Because I don't remember that. I, I'm only saying like I seem to recall us having this conversation. Right. I will say, Overlord really, really wanted. Me, it made me want to play a uh, World War II game. Yeah. Like, I was like, I really want to play some Call of Duty right I now. Want play yeah. wo- I want to play some Wolfenstein. Yeah. That's what I want to uh, play. Overlord deserves your money. Go see it. It does. Go see uh, it. Like, yeah, recommendation. Uh, I I think you should go see this. I think you should go support all original IP. Yeah. I think we need we need more of it. Yeah, unfortunately, it came out the week uh, that the Grinch came out, so everyone saw that. Shit, that's right. I mean, it's not like those two uh, don't cross or anything. That's why there are so many. The that's why there are so many kids at the theater today. Yes, there was. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. All right, let's get too into... many monsters in that movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the book club then. Welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Can you be more specific? Um, anything readable? Right then, Sparks, take it away. Hey, I'm here with Headlopper and no, the Island I'm... or Plague of Beasts uh, by Andrew McLean. We're just going to pass by that. No, it's fine. It wasn't good. <laughs> and uh, I thought this was really great. What would you guys think? I like this book so much. I got I got Mike Manola vibes out the ass. Like like Hellboy vibes, but like much more fantasy. Not that Hellboy is a fantasy, but right. straight fantasy. Yeah. Did um, you read? So I read this in issue format mm-hmm. uh, because I was reading on the website we normally use. Uh, and the back of the issue says, "Mike, what if Mike Mignola uh, drew such and such with such and such?" And I'm like, "That's definitely it's, the kind it's of." It's like if Mignola kind of did Dungeons and Dragons. Can, can I real quick share with you the about the creator at the end of this? It's book? amazing. Sure. It's so good. About the creator. The ghost of Andrew McLean haunts a Civil War-era <laughs> ammunition bunker dug into the cliff along the stony beach of Winter Island in Salem, Massachusetts. The hovel is shared with an as-yet-unnamed silverfish, the bones of a long-dead witches, and his beloved wife Erin. When not writing and drawing comics, he sets ghost fires alight in the bay to mock lighthouses, guiding unsuspecting <laughs> sailors astray, dooming them to wreck upon the treacherous shallows of Salem Harbor, Holy a shit. fate he himself once endured. 
other works by McLean or Apocalyptic Girl. <laughs> so, that Apocalyptic Girl looks awesome, by yeah, the way. Yeah. So uh, you have so you read the trade, which you got actually a lot more extra material than I would have gotten because I guess he, uh, reading the last issue, so the book came out quarterly, not uh, not monthly. That explains right. why it's so freaking big. Yeah. So it came out quarterly, and there are there are things in the in the trade that he included that were never printed in the quarterly book. Did you get to the epilogue? Gotcha. Which point? What was the epilogue? It's a chapter called Epilogue, and it's about uh, uh, the female Zania, warrior, whatever her name yeah, is. Zania. Yeah, She uh, takes out that that essentially all those clergymen. She killed. Were... I didn't. I don't have that. Okay, That's so awesome in, in the epilogue, which I'll let you check out after, yeah. uh, she takes out all of the clergymen, uh, and the way she does it is a little spoilery. Um, she uh, comes in and she poisons them, so they think that they're attacking a demon, and they're all just killing each other. And, it's old man Logan. And anyway, <laughs> uh, she reveals that she's on By the way, her love own. Maps. I said the exact same thing. She's on her own adventure, and she's having trouble getting payment to go on the ship. So Norgal, uh, the headlopper, he comes up and he buys the whole ship, the captain, and the crew, and they're headed to. Uh, it's the title of the next volume. Yeah, I don't remember. It. Uh, it's like the Blood Tower or something. Um, the Red Tower, uh, and and that's where they're going. And so it's a setup for the next volume. But uh, anyway, Headlopper is the story of Norgal. He's the son um, of the Minotaur, the Executioner. The son of the Minotaur, the Executioner. And he's known as those many titles. And he's like, it's just Norgal. Hey, by the <laughs> way, uh, I love the flashbacks that you don't know are flashbacks until it's re- until the re- the reveal. The reveal of it being about uh, Lolak. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. I love how everyone calls him, you're the Headlopper, aren't you? He's like, it's Norgal. Just call me Norgal. Yeah. And he's just so smooth. He's like, just call me Norgal. Uh, he is constantly carrying with him the decapitated head of Agatha, the Blue Witch. Now... What other... Always referenced at to, as as I, Agatha, Agatha the, the Blue, Blue Witch. Witch. As I was reading, it's like, man, I feel like I just did something recently where I was killing mythological beasts with a head attached to my waist. Wait a minute, God of War. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, I was doing this once before. Hey, so he gets so he gets uh, hired to kill the the the, the sorcerers the... of the of the bog. Uh, yeah, the, the the black bog sorcerer known as Bara, yeah, which is also the name of the island. Yes, uh, he was confined there by Verona. Who uh, like the, uh, like Norgal at least guy. references as uh, the person he would bless. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's brought there after he decapitates the sea monster. They they send him to go take out the sorcerer, but it's part of this plan where the sorcerer is trying to get Agatha's head. Yes. So that he can be free from his prison. And then there's uh, there's the king who's a little boy because the original because king the was original murdered. king was murdered by Lolak. So you have like this 4-year-old boy who his mom is like helping him and the, and, yeah, the, and, and the steward is a bad boy trying to get the throne. Game yes. of Thrones. It's it's Game of Thrones, it's Lord of the Rings. It's like it's it's all fantasy. It's got a war. But the art together. The art is awesome. Dude, Speaking of something that doesn't take itself too seriously. Oh yes. Uh-huh. Uh this one's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot I had, of fun. I had a great. So this it's also really brisk. So uh, so I'm looking at this trade. This is a large trade for only four issues. Yeah. And these these books only came, these books came out quarterly. Yeah. Four Each quarters issue in a year. is like two chapters, so it's basically like two issues in an issue. Yeah. So there's it, actually only six chapters. Oh. So oh. So, so it's the, it's the the three issues after the first one were two. Oh. Okay. So it's a big book. Yeah. We we um. So I was really surprised reading this, and I was like, the first issue is 94 pages. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is going to take me a while. It's and a lot it of... It's really, a lot of, really brisk. It's a lot of art telling the story rather yeah. than dialogue telling the story, which, which is on. wonderful. When yeah. he's, it looks when great. He's, when he's fighting the, the, the ghosts and the giants yes. is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he has this... How far did you get, Ben? I don't even remember, dude. That's okay. I, I tried. Yeah. I really tried. I, I, I was reading it. I fell asleep. I tried reading it again this morning. 
because I had to wake up early to go get stuff at the old house, and I fell asleep again. It's okay. And then it's like, shit, I gotta get my stuff done now, and I can't read this. Damn. Uh, yeah. I, he, what I what I can remember is on a, he goes to the blacksmith, and uh, the blacksmith is an old or, friend. Oh yeah, yeah, the old friend. Yeah. And one of my scenes I actually liked was they're talking to these clergy guys, and they're like. Where's my payment? He's like, well, we're hoping you would do this out of charity. He takes the cross off his yeah, neck. Yeah, because that we are we are but humble clergymen. He's like humble. Yeah, and he takes the he takes it. He's right like, is he's, he's like all like bitching about. It. He's like, there's a thief, and he's like, I don't freaking care, dude. Oh, the... And also, Agatha was like, I did get some Amir vibes, but I didn't realize it until Ryan said about God of War because she was just like, man, like when he dunks her head inside the water just to shut her up so he can talk to uh, the blacksmith. He's constantly just throwing her around just because yeah. like, just shut up, oh my god! Yeah. yeah. And he keeps, and he keeps, one of the things I like is at the, at the end when, it's like when he throws the, 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 the not the, the steward into, into the, to the throne room and, right. and she said, what is this? Why did you, why did you bring me his head? It's like you asked for the head that was, be, that was causing you all the problems. Yeah. There it is. Right. I thought that's great. Yeah, and it's like he's been doing it for a long time and he hands her the crown to... The, cr- the crown of her dead husband. And yes. And like, whoa. I thought that was really good. That um, whole flashback about King Aaron was really cool. Yes, yeah. all, all of it's so good when he... Uh, yeah, when he's fighting the, the ghost... Reveal, the, the reveal that it is King Aaron. Obviously, like, yeah. obviously one of... Uh, we, Ryan and I were talking about earlier, for me, one of the highlights is the moment where he is fighting the ghosts and uh, they have him pinned up against the tombstone. He's like, Agatha, use your magic. And she's like, only if you say magic's greater than steel. And he's like... Magic true. What? So like what? <laughs> Magic is greater than steel, and then it just holds on a few panels, and she's doing nothing. He's like, Agatha, and she's like, Why would I help you? You <laughs> killed me. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's it, such a good moment. There's one use of the f bomb in that joke, and like uh-huh. throughout the entire book, yeah, yeah. He, he, she calls him a mother effer, and I'm like, That's real good. Yeah. This book has a lot of really modern comedy, which is real silly. Like it does. I, have, I have a couple pictures that I'm like, so uh, they're like in this enchanted bog in the rocks top. And uh, Nargle is like, I do not begrudge the stone, Agatha. I begrudge whatever magic allows it to speak. And, and the rock just goes, jerk. <laughs> yeah, the uh, rock just jerk. There's a there's a river where there's a ferryman, and um and uh, the headlopper's just oh. killing a bunch of ghosts in the river. And uh, the ferryman's like, this they deserve both your pity and your respect. Both of them have been where you are. Oh my god, I love this. And, and he's lops, he accidentally lops one of their yeah. heads off, and, and he's, he's just... like, I'm sorry. And the, the skeleton puts his head back down and goes, No, biggie. <laughs> it was this so is, funny. No, one of the panels I do remember reading before I fell asleep was um, uh, uh, Norgal takes Agatha's head out of the, uh, the barrel of water and she just goes, Wee! Oh yeah, like she's having a good time. Uh, the last thing that I thought was pretty funny uh, near the end, uh, it's like, Demon, speak. What, have, what, uh, what would you have of me? Name it and it's yours. I only ask that you spare my life. And he's like, the keys. He's like, yep, sure, here you go. Here, have a good time, bye. And it's just like <laughs> very, just like modern, little silly moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, this book was a whole lot of fun. I really am excited to read more. I love the design of the scorpion monster that he fights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it's got Can that like, freaky it? face that's just coming towards the, him, the and two, it's on the, the tail. The two witches, and one of them is like is like a druggie. It's like, you smoked all of our dust, so we gotta, you got to take this this human gold. Man yeah. coin. Man now coin. we need man coin because you smoked all our precious dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's super weird. silly, dude. Uh, this book is a lot of fun. It looks great. Uh, really well designed. Definitely I mean, check this yeah. one out if you haven't. Yeah, the the art is incredible. Uh, by the action, Mike uh, Mike Spicer. Yeah, yeah. the uh, uh, the action is really great. Like, uh, it's like it's very cartoony. And again, if you know what Mike Manola's Hellboy art looks like, it's similar to that. But uh, the faces are a little more a little more uh, detailed. It also reminds me of not not one hundred percent yes, but a little bit of Samurai Jack. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. Especially yeah. with like the swordplay and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this um, one was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I, I love I love Norgal. He just he doesn't stop or take BS for anything, and yeah. he's just man. It he just, hates having to listen to that witch. But he has she's to. telling that whole story, and he's like, "Good lord!" Yeah. He's like, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" Like she's like yeah. she's too pa- Like she can't die, right? Yeah, and exactly. she's too powerful to leave anywhere. So he when she, when he, he feels when burdened he, to carry her. When, when when she eats the leprechaun and it just comes out of her. Oh yeah, he's having yes, his throat. Yes, he's like, "What happened to him?" And she's like, "I ate him," and she pulls him out of her the bottom of her throat. It's so weird. It's a good one. Uh, anything, anything more you guys wanted to add? Or? Um, man, no. I just I I went read this all in one sitting. And it was like a nice, enjoyable. Like it's like oh, it's like the whole journey, like all all the chapters. Yes, I do like that. This is uh, there. This is a series, and yet this story of his trial here on Bara is just contained. this book. Yeah. And then the next book is a different adventure, and the only thing that's really carrying over is the fact that Norgal is going, and he has uh, Agatha with him still, and uh, the woman warrior who survived but uh that other than that this main story here was all told here yeah and i like that a lot i like that idea of like these adventures on his way Alrighty then highly recommend uh highly recommend definitely yeah. uh ben it is your book club next week yes it is do you want to say now or yeah i'll say it now okay spider gwen Volume zero. Spider-Gwen that is volume very zero. important. It is not volume, radioactive Spider. Not radioactive Sp- Spider. Spider Gwen. The very first volume of Spider Gwen. Volume zero. The pre Secret Wars. Pre Secret Wars. Uh, this does is include a- Edge of Spider Verse number two, my very expensive comic. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. So, it's, so uh, for those of you who care, Spider Gwen number volume zero collects uh, Edge of Spider Verse number two, uh, which is her first her first appearance, and then uh, Spider Gwen one through five. One through five. Yeah. And then that's the Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, run and then it gets relaunched <laughs> and I'm also like Ben I want you to read he- this headlocker sometime just jumping back because not my next book club but someday down the line we're gonna go to volume 2 because this was this was a lot of fun yeah. and a good read sweet Um. alright then so that'll do it so the docket for next week guys it's Fantastic Beast The Crimes of Grindelwald did we find them yet? nope damn it well d- I guess we have because it's no longer called the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, Imagine cool. if this movie was called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them: Cole and the Crimes of Grindelwald. That'd be bad. That's way too long a <laughs> no, title. I mean, that still sucks. That it's not. I think it should be Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald, not Fantastic Beasts: Cole and the Crimes of Grindelwald. I think it should just be Wizarding World: The Crimes of Grindelwald, or Newt's Commander, and the Crimes of Grindelwald. That feels too that... Harry Pottery for me. Well, the, the, the... well, that's the franchise. That's... <laughs> Fantastic Beasts yeah. makes no sense. They're, they're stuck with the naming with, yeah. with it because of the first one. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then uh, just a reminder, guys, Mythelaneous is out. Uh, I'm actually going to drop the first episode on this feed in case you guys are interested to Heck check yeah, it out dude. before you subscribe. Um, definitely subscribe to it on, on iTunes. You can check it out on SoundCloud, and we'll hopefully roll it out on other services as time goes on. Zoom Marketplace. No, we're definitely not doing it on the Zoom Marketplace. Listen, the man, a boy can try. We have Fake Nerd on the Zoom Marketplace already. Must, oh, must. Do we? Sweet. Good. Yeah, it took me like a thousand dollars. Split in that five ways, right? No, five. No. Yeah, five. Who's, who's, who's the, the fifth member? Oh. Um, <laughs> do, we well, a, do we have a secret uh, uh, entrepreneur we don't know about? I thought who's... you could all see him. Oh no! What? This is a different topic. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you all know, we are a Funko affiliate. Uh, click the link in our description uh, in order to get a ten percent off your purchase using code SHOP10. You have to use the link in the description or it does not work. So definitely use that link. Promo code SHOP10 at checkout. 10% off your purchase. Doesn't Thank you very much. Funko have like a new cereal or something? Like a silly cereal? They got tons of new cereal now. They got tons of new stuff. Okay. Yeah, this whole... Go buy it. Totally new stuff. I need to pre-order the Kingdom Hearts ones like now. It's Kingdom Hearts cereal? 
No, Kingdom Hearts Pops. Hey, Key, by the Key way, Blade Kingdom Hearts cereal. Out. It's not pre-order. Oh, really? The Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3 ones are out already? Yeah, they are. The so Aladdin, you also want, I need to... The new to, Aladdin Pops? The new Aladdin ones, yeah. For the oh. movie? No, uh, no, the, no, just, oh, just I was like, I don't want to know if they were the animated one. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci, who does our uh, who does our theme music and thank our you. and also the theme music for Miscellaneous. Uh, in our segment intros, you can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He does a podcast called Suburban Proctologist. You can find that on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Very funny show if you have not listened to it. And if you have, listen to it again. Mike Matola, not Mike Mignola, Mike Matola, <laughs> who does our Thanks, who does our logo for both Miscellaneous and uh, uh, Fake Nerd. Hopefully yeah. we get him on soon on both shows. I really want him on, on, on again. Heck yeah. Uh, you can find him at Mike Matola. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Ben927 for Instagram and Twitter. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty. Ryan? DJ Tony Snark at everything. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Nothing helps more than a review on iTunes. Until next week, guys. I- 100 Nazi scalps! Stay fake nerds. That's all.